So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. My name's Hunter, and of course, like always, I'm here with my good friend, Matt. Hello. Matt, we are back. It has been a minute. Uh, I say like always, but it has been a minute. A minute is uh, minute's the equivalent of, what, uh, yeah. five weeks per second? <laughs> it is. Uh, that, uh, that math might work out, actually. We approach this with the... Um, same excitement that you approached the HHN 29 review. Uh, and now I understand there was a lot of sickness during that time. That didn't happen here, folks. Um, we have just, the train got off the tracks yeah. and we were not, this was a, um, uh, crap. This is, this is a havoc situation is what I'm trying to say. Here. Oh, um, we have havoc not, derailed not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but seriously though, we are not playing disturbed in the background. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, you ever see their sound of silence cover? Oh, oh just checking. You just, know, I don't know if you saw, have you ever I'd, heard the Richard cheese cover of down with the sickness? No. Are you serious? I'm about to. Oh, yeah. Please pull that up. Uh, I'm going to let you play a little bit of that as transition music in a minute. Um, but yes, like, we know it has been a minute. Uh, but like a scorned lover, we are back and just thirsting for your attention uh, because it's what we do. Uh, seriously, though, there's been a lot going on behind the scenes that have... Uh, kind of prevented the show from resuming a regular schedule. And we want to just take a couple minutes at the top of the show to talk about that and what is going on with Catacombs and what is the game plan for Catacombs going forward. But um, before we get into that, I just want to go ahead and say thank you so much for checking out what is going to be our HHN 30 review. Uh, we got a lot of questions, emails, tweets, <laughs> When the hell is this shit coming? Um, I think it was my favorite one. And um, <laughs> I didn't see that one. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah, it's and that's it's, fair. It's totally that's 100% deserved. Fair. We've yeah. never. Uh, what I'm saying is, Matt gave me the show, and I promptly ran it into the ground in about a year. Um, so <laughs> I was impressed. I, I had my money was on six years. Six but, years. Yeah, well, a year. It's, well, you know. There you go. I figured it took me six years to build up. It takes at least that long to break down, right? Yeah. 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 It's like when you write a script. It took me an hour to write it. it should take an hour to act it. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's been a big period that's a, that's of a Futurama uh, reference, by the way. I actually didn't pick up on that. <laughs> I was like formulating the next thought. I, just, I wanted to put that out there before I got accused of he stealing went, fries lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually in my head right now, all I hear is the Chili's baby back jingle. Just baby back, baby back. And like that is that's me right now. Um, but here, let's catch up on catacombs. Let's talk about this a little bit because just to be frank with you all. Um, podcasts are a lot of hard work. Matt's yeah. done this for longer than I have, but I, I've also done it for um, over 10 years now. And, and the truth is, it uh, 
it can wipe you out. Um, yeah. It's yeah. it's very easy to kind of just lose perspective uh, of real life when you dedicate a huge chunk of your personal time to doing shows and everything like that. And thankfully, we love it, which is why we're back here talking to you tonight. But um, speaking personally, and I'm, I'm sure Matt would agree with this, um, we've gone through huge periods of transitions in our personal life over the last six-ish months, seven-ish months, what it, whatever the heck it's yeah, been. Yeah, right. And um, it's, it's just been hard to get back to there. Um, we should go ahead and uh, address the the elephant in the room, I feel. Um, <laughs> Sterling has decided not to rejoin uh, the, the current lineup of Catacombs, and there is nothing really shady or anything like that out there. Um, this is just, they're very busy now. I know they're doing like the con circuit pretty mm-hmm. much constantly. They're doing their own art. They've got a lot going on and we asked for them to, uh, Hey, you know, we're looking at, at relaunching this where, where are you on this? And this is where we ended up. Um, so we wish them the best. They actually have supplied a little message that yeah. we would like to play on the show. Um, so we're going to go ahead and play that right now. And then we'll tell you a little bit more. Hey, Catacombs listeners, this is Sterling. Although the last time I think you guys heard me, I was still going by Shelby. So I guess that kind of says how long it's been since uh, we've had an episode. Um, If you guys haven't noticed it already, I am not on tonight's episode. But I am popping in to sort of quickly say that, unfortunately, I will not be a part of the Catacombs crew uh, from here on out. Um, and it's nothing against the crew. It's nothing against like any of you guys, obviously, or uh, the fandom. I love every single one of you. It's just I my uh, schedule just can't take recording a podcast anymore. I've gotten too busy. I've taken some professional routes that don't really allow me to to do this kind of show anymore, which sucks. But um, it just means I can join the rest of you in. Uh, listening along to Matt, Hunter, and Quint talk about Horror Nights and just be a fan again. And it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, I just want all of you to know that I appreciate every single one of you and I appreciated every single one of you for listening and being supportive and coming up to me in public and saying how much you love listening and how much you love listening to uh, all of us. I'm going to miss it a lot. I'm going to miss, uh, you know, talking with Matt and Hunter and Quint, just shooting shit and talking horror nights and drinking beer and just having a good time. But it, I just won't be on episodes anymore. I mean, I might pop in here and there if they'll let me, but I just won't be a permanent host anymore, um, which is good good and bad, mostly because I just, I'm going to do bigger and better things. Um, but... I hope you guys uh, continue to listen, obviously, because Matt and Hunter are amazing, and I, uh, I'm i going to miss him. I'm going to miss being a part of the show, and uh, I'm going to miss the, just being a part of you guys, or, you know, listening to you guys talk how much you love the show. So, but I'm not gone for good. You know, I'll be doing my thing, part of the Horror Nights community still, and uh, I hope to, you know, talk to you guys in the future. And to Matt, Quint, Hunter, um, I know you guys won't run this into the ground, and I know you guys will do uh, an amazing job, and uh, I wish you guys all the best, and I love you guys. So yeah, that is what's going on. Uh, I think the plan for right now 
is just for Mad and I to continue to do the show, just him and I, and I'm, I'm sure over time we'll have on guests and, and we'll have other voices on the show just because it is something, uh, it's nice to have that counterflow. But, yeah. uh, and you brought up something in um, Shadybrook when someone asked about this. He said that that Catacombs kind of completed its original idea yeah, I was gonna... within the first few years. In fact, we ran up to doing the history up to uh, and and then to the point where we were it's we were no longer doing history because we were talking about it as stuff happened. It's, sure. it's you know you you don't do a history episode of Halloween Horror Nights twenty eight while it's happening because yeah. you're reporting it as, as, as it goes, as I said. So with this off time, I've just really thought about what, what can we do that we've never done before? Loosely. We're going to, I'll, I'll be honest. There's going to be loosely tied to some hard nights. It's always going to be hard nights discussion in what we do, sure. but there's going to be a different angle to the premise of the episode coming up in quite a few different plans. We have with some friends and some other shows that has really given me a new excitement to getting back to this. So yeah. it's going to be a lot different than what we've done, but it's still going to be Horror Nights focused. But it's that history is, uh, there's really not much more we can and talk that, about. That was something Sterling and I bumped into uh, quite a bit. It's just so far as this is what Catacombs is and, and feeling the, I won't say pressure, but the expectation to kind of continue that. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where if people want that, it it already exists as it happened in real time. And we can talk about our memories of the years as we've done. But for me personally, as a uh, tries to be creative individual, that is, that was always the part I struggled with as far as how do you talk about this thing that's already been talked about in an interesting way. Yeah. And I think like, that's where we're going to get into. uh, Personally, I've always tried to do, um, Weird little topics like fear presents HHH. Hard guys, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Bill fear. Um, but just little things like that where it's like the merch we didn't buy and the, the things that we wish we bought. And um, here's 10 houses from the past. Uh, we're picking one house from every year to put it back. I just think that kind of stuff is way more fun than doing another history. So we've we've put our heads together and we've come up with some fun ideas as far as how we can continue to provide Halloween Horror Nights content, but also not be a, a, a retread of stuff that we've covered previously. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. And in fact, if you're looking at this, um, to make it up to you guys for being gone for so long, you've got, uh, I mean, including this one, you've got three episodes for you to enjoy. <laughs> so you've got this. We covered the most recent announcements, and then we also have a hot wing uh, <laughs> themed episode with our good friend Gary Pounds, yeah. which is really really fun. Um, I hope some of you just skip to that one because I will, I will make I will make no bones about that as a complete rip off. I would like to call it an homage, sure, to yeah. hot ones, We're but it's a rip off. Yeah. It's like yeah, there you go. Yes, yeah. but it's yeah. So We're hey. like bar band level. Let's yeah. not kid ourselves, <laughs> but you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, we got we, we we scraped enough money together to do that one Def Leppard song in our set and not get sued. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're playing through Rockman amps. It's great. Um, I guess uh, just another part of that as well is just uh, we, at least personally, I kind of want to hear what your thoughts are as far as catacombs, like things you would personally like to hear. We've always had that interactive element. And I just think really good ideas as we kind of shift into this, knowing that the history episodes are not going away completely, but are 
we are swip, uh, switching away from that main focus. Right. Um, if you have a great idea, I would I would love to hear it, and, and we'd like to become more collaborative as a show. And um, yeah, that that's kind of what's going on with catacombs. It's really nothing crazy. Matt and I did not put knives at each other's throats. <laughs> yeah. um, Sterling did not, and I did not enter a uh, multi-year lawsuit a la Friday the Thirteenth. But it's um, to be frank, it's a combination of personal life and then just a desire to when catacombs came back make it the best that it could be yeah yeah so. it's just a, just a lot of a lot of changes i mean the, the past and I, we don't need to explain how weird the past couple of years have been to anybody at this point um everyone's had something different change my biggest change is that i am doing something i'm in a similar field but it's completely different and completely different company for the first time in 12 years that's a yeah. big that's a big career change to leave something that's, you know, over a, you've done for over a decade for something new. And I just needed time to make sure that was my focus. So that's, that's, that's a big life change. And that's not the only one for either of us. That's the tip yeah. of the iceberg. No, no, it's not. I mean, between that, I mean, um, at the time of recording, I have uh, officially turned in my apartment key to the catacomb slash HHN 365 apartment. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting over that. Duff and I are uh, three door down or three doors downing it. Um, I'm here without you, baby. <laughs> uh, but uh, here we are. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, though, thanks for sticking with yep, us. We easily, saw a lot yeah. of you kind of asking, where is Catacombs? When, it, when will Catacombs mm-hmm. come back? And uh, a lot of it has just been, we know we want to come back. What is the best way to do it? And I think we have a pretty good firm grasp on, <laughs> on where that show goes. I think the best approach that you and I have taken planning new episodes is that, and, and like to harken back to how you started this, and then we'll, we'll get into this. That's what people want to hear the review. They don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> but the, uh, it is a lot of work. It's a labor of love. And when it becomes a, an, another obligation or another job that you're not even getting compensated for, you get a little bitter towards it. When we decided to do this again, we started tossing ideas. We latched on to the most fun things yeah. that sounded like to do and that I would want to listen to if someone else did. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun this season in some very different ways. No, totally. I mean, like just even talking about episodes I wanted to do, like yeah. I wanted to talk about some of our uh, favorite puppet integration. Right, at the yeah. event. Just like n- almost uh, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking yeah. about <laughs> in the sense of almost like. I, I don't want to say YouTubeification, but just incorporating that fun element. I personally love the fuck out of rankings and lists <laughs> and that kind of shit. So a lot of my ideas kind of stem from there as far as how we can twist and do that sort of thing. And personally, I just think that's more interesting than my personal memories of houses that were already talked about in great detail. And for everyone that filled out the survey for the game show episode in Halloween Hard Nights 28. 28. Don't fear. I still have those answers. And, and we'll, something is going to happen with them this year. That's right. <laughs> and we'll put it, we'll, I mean, we'll open it back up. People can do it again. All over. Mm-hmm. Tilt the results. <laughs> right. <laughs> Election fraud. Um, it's, it is really cool to go back and see how people were really on the level 1 to 10. I'll cite they were for HHN 28. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, if you're curious, this doesn't mean we're going to stop doing announcements. This doesn't mean we're going to stop doing um, not necessarily instant reactions, that kind of thing, but just 
that is going to continue, but we're, we're going to diversify. We're going to have some fun. And Matt, I know you and I have talked about previously even doing um, like universal monster rewatches and, and yeah, things like that's, that. that's on the list. That's, that's for sure. That's like something I've always wanted. We've done a couple of reviews of them before Quint and I, and, and when Karen was on the show, yeah. but we didn't go into it as deep as I wanted to. Like, I really want to talk about Bella Lugosi. I want to talk about taking Dracula, for instance, Bella Lugosi, even, you know, from the beginnings to before and after Dracula. I want to talk about the, um, the shooting, the simultaneous shooting of the Spanish thing. We never got to any of those details. So yeah, there's like a lot I wanted to talk about. So it won't really be a repeat when we go to those either. Yeah. And I think the perfect three to kind of give a preview, I haven't even pitched this to you yet, would be to talk about Dracula, the mummy and Wolfman this year. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. I think that build up and then even little things that I've thought about doing as far as like featuring on that, how we could tie that in as well is just like, so instead of doing a straight history episode, Let's do the history of a uh, of a character that's appeared. So yeah, let's talk okay. about when Dracula has shown up in various houses in each one of those houses. Uh, um, you're just determined to make me think about Dracula Untold again, aren't you? I'm Am just completely. Do we count it? I guess we. <laughs> it's to, in we the title. Do that, right? You had to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the game plan here. We're we're going to talk about your your old favorites. But thirty, we got to get to thirty because we're going to. We got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to talk about with Uh, HHN 30. So, hey, without uh, further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to our HHN 30 review. So let me start off by saying... If you need a refresher, because <laughs> it's been almost a year, fun that really been a damn near close enough to a year. I, I I think a good one stop, if I can be so bold, a one stop resource to re- refresh yourself with the sights, the sound, well, not the sights, but the sounds and the feeling of it is our, and it's always our opening night episodes where yeah. we record a little bit of the houses and talk about before and after. If you want to remind yourself of what that event was, like someone at this. Table had to do earlier tonight. Going, oh, that was last year. That was last holy year. shit. Yeah, yeah it's uh, <laughs> it's always interesting because I feel like for as much conversation I have about, oh, you know, I can't rank that too highly. It's the first night, but then you listen back to your your uh, instant reactions, and you're like, I really think that's one of the best houses the event's I, ever done. You, I have, you really can't. Help I have it. been on record saying, and I will say it for the rest of my HHN tenure, is that there is never anything wrong with opening night. No. And it poured like a motherfucker opening night, and we didn't see shit in the scare zones, and I still loved every second of it. Yeah. And I I guess that's a good part um, to just kind of open up. Something I wanted to ask you about. Before we really get into the nitty-gritty and talk about that, how are you feeling about HHN 30 six months later? Um, Like, where is it sitting for you as an event overall? Um, Have your feelings shifted? Are you still kind of where you left it? Where are you? It's such a weird year. Um, I want to because it feels like it always. It felt every, up until the end, even the last night I went, I was always having that feeling like waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I think it was because we're coming off of HHN Light. I'm still like trying to distance myself, at least on the streets and the houses. It's it's impossible. I'm kind of. Um, what's the word figuratively looking over my shoulder, the entire event, you sure. know, I'm not drinking too much. Cause I don't want to, you know, kind of lose sight of, um, just where I am in proximity of people. It was such a strange year because I was always, like I said, had that, that figurative looking over my shoulder. 
So I think that kind of never let me get into the year like I would not not just in twenty five, which was the last real big um, uh, anniversary year, but any of the other years prior to HHN Light. So I think I kind of like, even though I don't seem to <laughs> have the same robust and 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 like oh what an awesome time memory of like i did in 29 28 and going all the way back to nine i think that's more on me than the event itself i don't think i ever let myself get into the event last year the way i had in the past years and that kind of stinks especially after waiting two years for 30 yeah and i I mean there's so many different x factors that Mm -hmm. i think come in when you're talking about 30 just because you know we are coming off of this uh, well, I mean, we were still very much in. Let's then, yeah, <laughs> let, yeah. let's acknowledge that. But um, there was always this keen awareness and a lack of uh, complete escapism. I think for everybody. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Because yeah. you you can do your best to be as um, I won't say objective, but be as aware about the current world situation as possible. Um, you and I talked a lot about this, but just. Um, looking at things and being like, I understand why things are the way that they are. And I'm grateful that they are, but my brain is never going to fully click with this and accept it as how it should be. And I I think a lot of that comes down to, you know, a lot of these houses were, were built beforehand um, or at least planned beforehand. Um, And then there's the constant reminders of, um, (laughs) you know, I saw if you were one of those people that were able to, let a mask kind of melt into the face or, or whatever, then that's awesome. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, don't misconstrue this as me saying, you know, screw masks, masks suck. It was just one of those things. I was always very keenly aware of facial protection. That, that's funny. You say that that never bothered me. I think I was probably mask blind at that point. Cause I've seen them everywhere for we were, over we were a year. With it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a combination of that, um, and I think the the screens as well that that were pretty notable. Um, but I don't even necessarily think that overtly influenced my opinions on the event. I, I think that the major issue that that thirty hat, if you can call it an issue, that's a weird way to say it. But the the major thing that HHN thirty had going against it, I think that twenty eight and twenty nine. We're just two of those years that were lightning in a bottle yeah, for a I lot didn't, of people. I didn't. You're absolutely 100 percent right, and for 30 being something they kind of um, touted as this is the 30th year, three decades of of this uh, event. There wasn't really a celebration angle to it like there was in 25. But 25 no. is also different. That's like what is that your Silver anniversary or something like something that. Like that. <laughs> it's something that actually has a, um, yeah, a, a benchmark to it. Thirty is. Don't get me wrong. Thirty is a big number too. So yeah. I can see why twenty five would might have gotten more attention. But especially with it being the return from HHN Light, it's just kind of like there wasn't that the celebration part of it seemed to be missing for me. I, I think there was also the expectation for. Um, you know, people that are local, at least, yeah. uh, most likely saw two of the houses pretty early on and during HHN Light. I mean, you and I both. Yeah. And then um, you and I both as well. And on much lesser capacity, we also got to see Beetlejuice. That's right. Um, yeah, we did. So yeah. I, I think 
the combination of seeing three of the houses. A third of the event was already <laughs> experienced. Yeah. yeah. And then also just with the, um, I guess, with the element of going into uh, leaving HHN light, I'll say, with the expectation of, man, that's really good underneath COVID protocols, but I can't wait for the full event <laughs> next year. Yeah. I, I think that kind of set us up for... Um, a little bit of disappointment Maybe. if you felt yeah. that way. Yep. And then on top of that, you also have the additional aspect of even if I got to see these things, I didn't get to see them underneath the context of the full event. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, myself included, built up this idealistic image of HHN 30. It's going to be the greatest That's the thing, thing in the world. Too. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 um, 20 kind of suffered the same thing. I think my expectations for 20 were like my expectations. Like nothing told me I should expect more than I got. And when I didn't get it, I was like, Oh, this is a stupid anniversary year, but it's like, is it, or is it just, <laughs> did I expect way too much for no reason whatsoever? And it is interesting because I think you look at kind of where HHN was at during that period. I mean, if you're talking about 18 and 19, I think there's a pretty comparable argument for 28 and 29. Yeah. And them leading it. I think most people, I I was not at 20. Um, Feel free to chime in with your thoughts. But I think a lot of people regard 30 as a uh, quite a bit better than than 20. Oh, yeah. I I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't making the comparison. I was just saying the uh, the, the reaction. I think both of these years have had the to follow up two very that's very yeah. I mean three yeah. in the case of 17, 18, the, and 19. The best years always it seemed to be just like no rhyme or reason when it comes to the number. It's just they they're that that year is just off the freaking chain for not because of the year it is because yeah. because of the content. Like 21 is still uh, take out I, I know the first thing a lot of old school hhn people point out is lady luck take that out of there and look at the event itself 21 what is what, <laughs> the event's old enough to drink that's that's yeah. the only benchmark it has yeah. 20 i know a lot of people like 26 or 27 better than 25 that one's a little tough for me because of having so many years vested into it but i'm not going to argue it but then like you're just saying pre-30 28 and 29 what years are those those are those are just yeah. numbers, and those probably are two of the best years in the past ten years, if not more. Yeah, I feel like they're in. Uh, they're they're commonly talked about with twenty one, twenty three, uh, and then those two are kind of like yep. the years, um, including twenty five. And, and for me personally, I mean, twenty six was my favorite out of that whole yeah. lineup, um, just because I think twenty six worked a lot better than people maybe remember it or gave the credit so, for yeah. it. Um, but 30 felt, I guess this is a good transition, 30 felt like a bigger version of 27 in a way to me. I could see that, yeah. And what I mean yeah. by that is I felt like everything at 27, for the most part, was was really good, and I had a good time, pretty good to actually great yeah. in a lot of aspects, but I don't know that outside of one of these houses, which we'll talk about, um, but I don't know outside of one of these houses, if it's anything I'm going to look back on the event as a whole and just be like, man, 30 was, 30 was that bitch. (laughs) Yeah, there's, there's, I will say I can pinpoint one house, obviously. I mean, this is going to be no surprise anymore when we get to it. There's always going to be this one house. There also, I love, I love how we build it yeah, up. Know, and everybody yeah. knows what we're yeah. talking about. And then, but there is, but there is also one moment that might be one of my favorite moments in any house 
yeah. ever this year. So I do have those memories of 30. When you say 30, I think of these two things. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that's as good of a spot as any. Let's just kind of take a walk around the park. I think we'll, yeah, okay. let's just do it in order as far as things you'll hit. Let's go let's straight up yep. through Avenue of the Stars and make our curves and, you know, you know the deal by now. Yep. <laughs> um, so if I am not mistaken, the first thing you are going to see when you enter the park is the Today Cafe. So let's talk about... Um, I haven't been in there yet. <laughs> I can't talk very about it. Very <laughs> popular HHN hangout uh, now. I heard that's gonna they're going to close and put a Minions in there. Or am I getting that confused with another property nearby? I mean, look, might Jimmy be. Fallon's a Minion, Today Cafe, Al Roker's a Minion. <laughs> but um, after you walk underneath that medallion, the first thing you see that captures your eye is the awesome retro glowing red LED Halloween Horror Night sign. Oh, yeah. We're going through a scare zone. Yeah. Yep. yep. Great. So this... that, that is part of 30 Years, 30 Fears, which was our, um, this was our icon zone. This one, this one has a really um, sorry start for us because that's when the downpour happened. We never saw a single character that first night. No. This, I saw characters, obviously, subsequent nights, and they were fun, but I kind of had that, like, <laughs> that that uh, initial impression. Never, I could never shake it, which is my fault, which is completely my fault. It kind of stuck with you, and yep. it, it was one of those zones where it was, it was very tight, yep. um, but I, I do think it's unfortunate um, that after... Um, what, what I think were two pretty good scare zones in that section previously, with uh, we had the Harvest, and oh, then yeah, we okay. also had... Um, Crap, arcade. Oh, um, an arcade? An arcade. There we go. Uh, an arcade there, which were very visually striking. True, yeah. yeah. I, I think that this one also kind of suffered a little bit because all of the artwork in that scene we had already seen from all the merch that dropped. That's another thing I didn't like about this scare zone is that all the artwork was very icon heavy. Or yeah. it, was, it was all icons. It was all it? icons. It was all icons, but there wasn't, it wasn't the icon scare zone. Exactly. So that, I, thought was a weird I, I mean i get it and don't get me wrong i i did i get the anniversary and the, the bringing back some of your um better designs and more fun designs but that's just a weird backdrop and then have no icons in and, there with it and what's interesting they kind of played with the here's some of your favorite characters and eddie zone which will i guess yeah. will be the last thing we right talk probably about. yeah um but this in my opinion, this totally should have been the icon zone. You I want agree. a picture yep. with Jack. Yep. This is where you get a picture with Jack. Yeah. You want a picture. Well, maybe not Jack because he's roaming the park. Right, yeah. But you want a picture with with Pablo. <laughs> is that one of three spellings of his Ravansky. name? Ravansky. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah, the last yeah, name yeah. that was fucked up, right? yeah. uh, No, seriously. You want a picture with the director. You want a picture with the usher. Uh, you even want a picture with Elsa. The, in my opinion, this is where this should have been. Yeah. Um, it was a, a fine zone. But it's it's definitely not going to be remembered. The, the icon zone for, for twenty five, like, was scary tale steampunk. No, no, no. no I mean, not, not that zone. But I mean, there was an icon zone in twenty five. Oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah. had no like street. Um, decorations. Can't even think of the words I'm trying to think of. Of icon, you know what I'm saying? It's like they were individual. They were the individual icon stages. The show they, scenes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And this has the first thing you can see. All you can see at first glance is icons and no icon. It's such a weird, yeah, difference between the two for me. No, totally. And I, I actually, I personally speaking, as someone who got to see that during yeah. 25, if they were to have brought back that zone from 25, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I some, think everyone yeah. would have just rolled. I with think it. so. Yeah. 
Um, maybe you get new Elsa up there. Oh, right, but yeah. <laughs> it's kind of we'll we'll talk about that in a minute because that's that's interesting. We got a little bit of additional Aitushin lore um, this time, but yeah, keep walking past that, and you are going to end up at the Universal Studios store. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we will talk about the tribute store, but you actually do end up at Universal Monsters. Oh, uh, yes, the Bride of Dracula. We've talked about this a lot, Matt. We, we talked about this uh, all season. We talked about this HHN light. And this is one of those ones I'll go ahead and say it now. This is, I was on the, like, I was like, I, I'm on the fence at this point in the season at postseason. I was like, is this my, still my favorite house of the year? And is it one of my favorite of all times? If I had not had the walkthrough I had on it on the last night, I'd still be questioning that. But after that, I was like, nope, nope, this is my favorite. It's like, I, there was no more perfect of a run of that house that I had on that last night. And you were with me, you and, uh, you and your girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was, yeah, this is, I, 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 I could sit here for an hour and talk about how perfect everything in this house is, but I already have, and you can listen to it on past episodes on the feed. <laughs> yeah, this one's interesting. I don't think we're spoiling that at the end of this, we're just going to kind of quickly run through our top 10 list and um, where, where we think the houses sit. Mm-hmm. And this is a very interesting one because I honestly think if I did not see this um, during HHN lights, it would be in my top three. Okay. Maybe it still is. All right. Who knows? Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I will say that it, I, that is a factored element. I, th- I think mm-hmm. that you have to acknowledge is, and I know that's a very, um, very specific thing for me personally. Not everybody had the same opportunity, but I do think that's something that needs to be factored in because I think there was, it goes back to that element where we were like, oh man, this is an amazing COVID era house. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see how great it is yeah. during the full event. And the truth is, it's still great, but it was the exact same house. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I think a lot of, and unfortunately, even though it was the exact same house, I think it kind of suffered a little bit as far as, uh, especially towards the middle of the event. This is the one that for me had a lot of empty holes in it. I was going to say that this was this, I will say as, as good as that last run was, there were some runs where it's like the, the, I don't know if it was cast change or people calling out, but there was some runs where I barely saw anyone apart from the marquee scenes you got like three really big scenes in fact even one um well i'm more about spoilers the bride uh dracula's bride that's getting her blood drained i did walk through without a bride in the yeah. in the stockade i think is the best way to describe what she's locked in no no, no so yeah. the, so the, i i had as, as good as i've had it i've had very lackluster runs in it as well and i think that speaks to the even on a quote-unquote bad run of this house it's just so aesthetically gorgeous, this house, the the entire way through, that I think it was able to survive a bit right. as far as just being that beautiful aesthetic house. I never got tired of this thing. And honestly, this has one of my favorite introductions to a maze ever. That is a good uh, opening scene, I guess I you call it. I think it's beautiful yep. to look through the brick wall and see the ending of The Bride of yeah. Frankenstein. <laughs> and you've got the the classic, you know, bum, 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 <laughs> like walking in there and then just the, the I, I don't know, that nine inch nails kind of industrial. God, like yeah. that would get you pumped up. And right. I'm so fortunate. I mean, we've talked about it. This is definitely my most seen house in HHN history at this point. Just oh, due to HHN the, light. Night, yeah. Um, yeah. Never got tired of it. And the truth is the only reason I don't think this one probably makes my top five, maybe it make my top 10, is just because 
I like the collect them all element of Universal oh, okay. Monsters from 2019. <laughs> gotcha. And I'm one of those weird people where it's like, well, if I'm picking something yeah. from this category, I can't have oh, two. That's my kind of role. Yeah. But yeah, Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein lives. Yeah, that is, it's, yeah, I'm, I've said so much about it and we'll continue to. I think it's just a fantastic house. It's a great story. I remember being able to um, record uh, the house's for um opening night for the media i was like what why was i doing that it was a media event yeah. that's why and i um uh posted the edited stuff online like they asked asked us to but i shared it with quint um because i knew he wasn't coming this year and he even saw just through my crappy um film filming skills through my phone <laughs> that how well that story was told in that and that he, he knew exactly what was happening and thought it was a a great story as well. That's the thing about it is that the story goes like unfolds in front of you without any explanation, which I thought was just a, you don't always get that with these houses. You no. get some cool stuff, but maybe not a beginning to end story, beginning I, middle and end story. Actually. I prefer my event to kind of be balanced. I, I love having those narrative houses, mm-hmm. but I don't think you could do an entire event like that, which is why I think that the, um, it used to be that kind of five, five split as far as one of these is the narrative houses. And one, this other one has a narrative, but it's more about putting you in the action and you're not witnessing the story. You're walking through the story, experiencing it. And yes. I, you know, a healthy event has both. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, yeah. 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 Because my, yeah, I think my, I think on my list, I think my number two is almost the complete opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of kind of, man, it depends how you look at it. <laughs> Well, so if you were to leave Bride, there's a good chance that you might have a pinball effect with somebody leaving the soundstage next door. Um, directly run oh, into yeah. it because they are being <laughs> chased out by a giant man <laughs> with a chainsaw. <laughs> and uh, so our next house, obviously, is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is the infamous Jimmy Fallon Q <laughs> one at this point. Yeah, it's okay. its own yeah. spot. At the, I know it's an actual soundstage, right, but it's yeah. the Jimmy Fallon you, house for Yeah, me. you always have to walk through that... that hallway that marble hallway you get to see my favorite guy who's that he's uh he's in the orchestra he's the one that always does like the blank face point it out next time we go through it's really fun Uh, i'm sure i've seen it i had to i went down that hall a thousand times matt you have gone on the record uh and in fact because i know you said this on an episode we recorded before (laughs) this one that uh texas chainsaw from 26 because this is based on the 1974 movie is one of your favorite uh, property IP houses. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to see. That might have been my top house of the year. I'm looking at uh, 26 real quick. Um, I remember telling somebody that. What else is in that year? Uh, with 26, you had American Horror oh, that's Story. Tough. Yeah, Halloween I mean, Ghost two. Town was good. Um, my baby. Yeah. Um, Exorcist was... Oh, no, I'm confusing it with Poltergeist. Sorry. Oof, shouldn't do that. It was up there, and Tomb of the Ancients is up there too. But um, yeah, no. As far as IPs went, that's been one of the better translated IPs. Like where I, one of the ones where I recognize everything in an immersive environment rather than watching it on a screen in front of me without having to, like, kind of, uh, what's the word? Uh, talk myself into what I'm seeing. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now this one. Yeah. Not so much. <laughs> so this did mean Texas Chainsaw for the first time ever went into a soundstage. Yeah, because yeah. if I remember correctly, it was previously in Earthquake. Was it a tent? Um, I don't know. I can't remember that year, but the uh, twenty six was in a tent yeah. for sure. Yeah, obviously. I tent mean, two but, or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't um, know. I don't know which is which. If I remember correctly, Friday the 13th was in Jaws that year, so earthquake slash disaster okay. would have been Texas in 17. Anyways. That was 17. I was going to say 17 you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so let's talk, because this is a very divisive house, but I, I've seen, at least from speaking to my personal friends, the people that I, you know, their opinions <laughs> matter oh, to me. Oh. Um, <laughs> this is This is a house that, for a lot of people, they enjoyed for what it was, but it's it was kind of a, a letdown. To be perfectly honest, yeah. it, was, it, it was it was um yeah, it's just kind of underwhelming for the subject. I just expect, I guess, more. It, I, I think the the quick pace of twenty six really did not do this house any favors because there was long walks where nothing would happen. Scenery was awesome. There were some really great props. There were some great scenes, but when nothing would happen, like I'm wanting something to happen. I I think very unfortunate um, for this maze is um, I'm really into your local haunts. I enjoy going to local haunts as well, and it feels like every local haunt has a take on redneck cannibal torture family, okay, and yeah. it's just an aesthetic you're very familiar with because Texas is you know, that's such a uh, piece of iconography that's easy to pull from and scare people. Yeah. And I just think if you're going to do this sort of thing, you really have to nail the intensity and the scares of it. And like you said, there was a lot of deadness. Um, I am a huge fan. My favorite in the franchise is actually the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. So getting a house with Chop Top intrigued me greatly. That was kind of, yeah, that was a surprise. But... How are you going to get Bill Mosley? How are you going to get Chop Top, <laughs> who does not say a damn thing throughout the entire yeah. house? Um, and I think that's the major thing with Texas. There's really only three major characters, which is Chop Top, Pops, and then um, you have Leatherface himself. Leatherface, yeah. And it's just, it's a little repetitive in the sense of, I don't think Leatherface has the same appeal to a lot of people like a Michael Myers does. Um, so you can get away with multiple Michael Myers showing up in the house. Meanwhile, I think Leatherface needs to be broken up a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, whether you agree with that or not, of course, that's personal. But I, I feel like a lot of people kind of feel that way. Yeah. Um, and Leatherface just, he should be the big punch. And there was literally a scene where Leatherface, as soon as you walk into the house, he pops up and he's holding a plate of guts. It's like, that's not what I want from Leatherface. No, I want Leatherface uh, like running at me full speed <laughs> With with his saw, yeah. you know, and, and that just that didn't happen enough. Now, am I remembering wrong, or was the steel door not in this house? Not in this house. Okay, I was afraid I was just remembering wrong. You can't do 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre without having a Leatherface slam or open a door. Now, opening the door is obviously not in the movie so much, but that's a just. I think that is a scene that everyone that watches this movie remembers. Yeah, no, totally. I, I think there's, there was definitely a desire, which leads to me to a little bit of worry for the new Halloween, because we're redoing the same concept. Supposedly the Halloween's going into a soundstage this year. And then there's also the element of we've done this before. So how do we make it different? But the truth is I kind of just, Maybe this makes me like lazy or entitled or whatever. <laughs> I kind of just want to see what we already saw, but more fleshed out and bigger. Yeah, um, yeah. And that would have worked just fine for me. Right. And if you were going to do the 74 film, um, 
if you were so focused on breaking from what we've seen previously, I think Chop Top is a good integration, but just yeah. incorporate him into those scenes that people recognize. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was disappointing is not quite the word I want to use, but maybe underwhelming. I think underwhelming. Word. Um, I did have one fantastic run through friend of mine from Tampa came over and he, he, this is this is this is actually one of the beauties of Halloween Horror Nights. He was staying on property and he took a boat bus over from the hotel. And there was a girl there. Um, just there were the only two on the bus. They were talking. She'd never been to HHN before, so she was scared to death. He's like, he's like, well, I'll hang out with you. He's like, I'm going to see my friend who knows a lot about it. You know, if you got any questions, I'm sure he'll be willing to ask. The three of us hung out all night. She got. The she got wrecked in this house. Yeah, that was fun to watch. I'll admit that, no. and in a good way. She was loving every second of it. Totally, and I I'm a firm believer that each year of Halloween Horror Nights, in my opinion, there should be some sort of classic horror icon representation. I know people are sick of Michael, but mm-hmm. um, I would personally be so down with seeing a a Titan of Terror, as Hollywood calls them, showing up in some sort of variation. Yeah, I think there should. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say there should be. I think it's appropriate i think there's a place for them. yes there yes. you go yeah and, and, but you have to have the house to support that of yeah, course that's like thing. you don't want to yeah. just kind of shove them just, in yeah <laughs> I, i'll say this house was absolutely gorgeous to look at um incredibly detailed incredibly like you felt like you were actually in that location my uh my issues with this is definitely nothing pertaining to the way that the house was laid out or even the scares were laid out i just um there was a lack of energy that that I yeah. think did not. Yeah, come yeah, it through. just didn't. Yeah, there's just like it seemed that everything needed was just slightly muted. Uh, I I had a run through completely by myself, and uh, it was I, I pretty much hit every single thing, and I said, "Well, if that one didn't do it for me, I don't yeah. know what else will." <laughs> right, and that was. That was kind of it, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, I love the facade. I think it's like I said. I think there's plenty. It was oh yeah, that station. was. It took me a second. Yep. Yeah. I thought remember. it was really yep. fun. People yep. ripped the shit off those signs. Like by Did the second really? weekend, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the missing dog ones went missing. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, yeah. So Texas, it's just it's unfortunate. Yeah. I had a lot of high hopes for for Leatherface's me big too. return, yeah. and it uh, it didn't quite reach where I wanted it to. Let's talk about another house that returned uh, from HHN Light. Um, so once again, we've talked about this a lot, but Revenge of the Two Fairy, one last visit with Mr. James Westhorne, yeah. um, kind of a take on the the legacy, and I know, Patrick, if you're listening to this, you hated when I described it as this, but a take on the Scary Tales formula where it's a twist on something we're familiar with. Yeah, okay. Here sure. being yeah. the um, the legend, the myth the fairy, the, fairy. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> the two fairy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, revenge of the two fairy. This, this, this is for, for what you're saying about um, bride is that, that this is how it works for me. Whereas great house, great idea. Another great story. Another one that kind of, and it, I like the storybook idea of it. You're kind of getting the introduction as you're walking down the hall and you walk into that pop-up book facade next to none. I mean, there's, that's one of the most original, the beautiful Gorgeous. facades I've ever seen in my life. And again, the story unfolds in front of you really, really well. But I remembered everything from HHN Light. It felt yeah. like you never yes, left. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it was like, it's like been there, done that. So this still, was my least done house of the season. Yeah. yeah. I think I, mean, I maybe it, saw it three or four times. It's still, um, I mean, there's, there's, there's no, I have no complaints about the house. I just, 
it was a been there, done that house. It's it's like kind of like what you were saying about Bride. It's like you already had it in and out of your system the year before. What's interesting is I think for Bride, for me, where I said, hey, this probably uh, would have been in my top stuff, which, yeah. you know, as we're talking, maybe things shift or whatever. <laughs> right, but yeah. I think Two Fairy, if I saw it for the first time, would have probably landed where it landed anyways. Um, I think it's gorgeous. I it think I gorgeous, had a lot yeah. of fun in it. Um, I really love the concept. I think the two fairies, um, basically people turning into the two fairies and right, the four element yeah, and everything yeah. like that is all really, really fun. Um, but I just think that there were other stuff that was more appealing to me as far as my tastes, yeah. and I, I gravitated towards those, especially having seen it so many times. And there were a couple... <sighs> additions so it wasn't completely the same like the um <laughs> the thing that stood out the most in hhn light was the dennis drill because there was the sound effect playing but nothing <laughs> happening they did have that that tooth fairy there they had yeah. a couple of redesigns on tooth fairies it, i mean there was there was good additions to it and i don't want to say but because it sounds like i'm dismissing it it's it's uh, it's better to, to say that it's uh, it was, it was, i was happy to see it again i kind of wished uh well i think everyone wished hhn light in a sense didn't have to happen i wish we had hh i wish we had all this all at once yeah yeah i mean because in this context of the conversation it would be completely different if you really want to know what i feel about this house i keep i hate having to keep directing people back to old episodes but listen to our hhn late episode i'm yeah. talking about it way more with way more regard than i am now because i kind of got out of, out in and out of my system in, in that and it's hard to get hyped up for it again once you've come to yeah, already sing all its praises. And I, I have a pretty good house memory, but like this and Bride, just because we did see them during HHN Light, like yeah. you said, remembering everything despite a couple new additions, I remember like the layout. Like I remember <laughs> really? the turns yeah, I know. of these yeah. houses. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, Two Fairy is, like I said, just check back for, yep. for the full review. Yeah. I think that's the best thing um, because we have really stated everything on there. But uh yeah, Tooth, it was nice to have a final hurrah, but I am very excited to see something new in that position yeah, me too. this year. <laughs> Meanwhile, if Bride came back, I wouldn't oh, I'd, say... I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be unhappy I'd probably be a little bummed. It's like, for the third year, nope, but I, it nope, wouldn't be nope, the same nope, reaction. Nope, nope, you'd be wrong. <sighs> Matt, I think it's time we... Uh, at least I've got to own up to something that was said on opening night. Halloween Horror Nights icons captured. Okay. When I left this house, uh, in our closing thoughts, I said, man, I really think you've got two all-timer houses between this and Wicked Grove. And icons is something that I feel once the initial initial excitement of getting to go through an icons-focused house kind of wore off, I started to experience... um, a little bit uh, of disappointment with it. And maybe disappointment isn't entirely the right word, but I became, you know what? Let's use this. I I started to become a little more disenchanted with it. Okay. I could see that. Um, And disenchantment just because I think that icons is such an interesting concept um, as far as just like what they've done, actually venturing into the lantern. I think it's a really solid concept. Yes. Yeah. But then it's, I, I don't necessarily like um, a lot of the scenes that they put the icons in. That's interesting. Okay. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Um, I understand what they're doing yeah. with characters like the director. Yeah. 
I'm not sure the bathtub warehouse saw scene is necessarily what I would have personally done with him. Same that thing for like Lady Luck. One of the promotional videos for him though. So it's in That's his what I'm story. saying. I understand why. Yeah. Okay. I but gotcha. you expect me like that is what he is doing in the lantern 24 seven. He's see. Okay. Uh, here's okay. I went into this house thinking, and again, it is probably my imagination. Probably nothing told me to expect this. I expected there'd be an all out war between the icons. That just was happening in the lantern. Do you think they like pick like dodgeball teams? I don't, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I want Julian. <laughs> it's like just fighting to get out or yeah. something. Um, but then when I walked through it, I was like, Oh, they're kind of stuck in this, this really bizarre and horrific purgatory hhn icons real world yeah well no not new no not i don't think they're right i think they're just kind of stuck in these moments in time where they you know they've they've become the the horrific beings that they are and they're they're stuck to just do that maybe to maybe that's fears or the lanterns i guess i should call the lantern now in the fear maybe that's the lantern's purpose is to keep them in that mindset for for release so the story interpretation I took out of it was a lot was a lot different than what you took out of it. And which we did. What I think is most interesting about this maze is we... Uh, house. Oh, sorry, we're not using maze at all. Anymore. Is that what it is? Yeah. I never liked um, maze because it's like... I don't like maze either. There's nowhere to turn. You always got to go the did same way. Did you see Murdy held like a visual on his Twitter? <laughs> He's like, maze is no, no this, longer this in is the time of year. I, um, this is the time of year I block <laughs> But uh, we, what is interesting about this one, we actually got a fair amount of lore, which I think is fun about that the That was cool, yeah. Um, so, for instance, like we found out that the icons are supposedly, and I, I this can all be retconned in a minute because the sign was only out for like a week or whatever, and then it was put away. But like supposedly, this maze takes place underneath Universal Studios Florida, and that's, yeah, that's where stupid. the icons live. <laughs> um, there was even a line of, uh, they're not friends. They're just forced to cohabitate with each other. And fear is almost more like a landlord than the person that is behind, which I don't necessarily like all that, but... It is what it is, but things I do like that were introduced for this. I love that we got more totems because they look awesome. That was cool, and I liked uh, what was the addition? Cindy and Lady Luck was that it? Lady Luck and Chance. Chance, that's it. Sorry, yes. Was Cindy not on there? I don't think Cindy. Uh, no, you're right. No. no, she does have a presence at the event, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, oh. Just like Eddie does. It's Chance, I forgot about Chance. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, Eddie and Cindy, uh, unfortunately, forced into their own little corners of the park. They're <laughs> they're not in here. But um, I, I wa- I'm going to spoil it. I love Cindy's appearance, but we'll we'll talk about that yeah. shortly. I love um, I like the Oops. I like the totems quite a bit, and then I also really like um, what they've decided to do with the storyteller. I think that, that was is, kind of a pleasant surprise, yeah. which is by far the best scene in the entire house, which is that's they could either the creative at this point, you could either like, cause that was, we all know the storyteller story. We know why she exists. They could either just minimum, keep reducing her and get eventually sweep her under the rug or make the best of a bad or a forced situation. Yeah. And they did. They, they made a change that was like, I like this. And I like this. I want to see more of this. I think playing with Elsa, where it is, she is a demon that has taken on the form yeah. of an old lady <laughs> yeah. to disarm people. And the way that we got to see and set up her transformation for the first yeah. time. Like, I love that you have the encounter with Elsa Strict, then you turn the corner and you see 
demon Elsa kind of emerge in her form, and then you are literally smacked out yeah, in the face. With the, I, uh, and and that's they, the strongest. That and going into Bloody Mary, I think, are, are the highest. That was great. I that was that was that was a great way to incorporate Bloody Mary without incorporating Bloody Mary. <laughs> I, I believe our friend Kenneth said that. There's nobody in the scene, but it's still the scariest scene it's of the a, house. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Yep. and it uh, it scared the shit out of everybody every yep. single time. Yeah, uh, you think you get used to drop doors, and yeah, maybe I, I have so, a yeah. little, but uh, bring back the spinny floors. You yeah. know? <laughs> really fuck with people. But uh, yeah, I I think that overall. Um, there are grand elements which I would expect for the icons, like the introduction scene. Love that the music pumping with the the totem. Oh yeah, 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 of course, yeah. I love the first scene where you're kind of seeing um, hey, did, did the you, various characters. Did you know those vines spelled icons? I don't know if anyone pointed that out to you. You know, okay. I did yes. not. Okay. I thought it was Lightning McQueen. I speak um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love that. I thought it was a really fucked up QRC code. And then obviously the throne room, I think, is just a genius. This idea. is when I was saying, like, well, okay, the house is what I was talking about earlier is Bright of Frankenstein lives. The the moment was our i think it was our first run through it was a caretaker which it is was. which is um very apropos for me my favorite icon and just the way i don't know what the heck the, when the guy hit the trigger i don't even know what the caretaker said but he just he did he raised those I think it was like your time has come i think that was it actually he raised those big gnarly cheers cheers yeah. and like swiped down and and as he as he he went as he swiped across like the front of him the 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 um the jets the fog jets went off and he sat back it was like like I could not have had because everyone in front of me had just turned I could not have been dead on face to face with the caretaker any better time and I hadn't been any better time that was my favorite one of my favorite moments ever at Halloween Horror Nights that is one of my favorite moments yeah. ever because I was with you yeah. I was with Jess from previously Scream Queens, right, now yeah. HHN 365, and I was with Duff, Duff from yeah, HHN yeah. 365. And seeing the three of you caretakerians, <laughs> right, <laughs> or yeah. whatever you want to call yourself, <laughs> flip shit in that moment is incredibly special to me, and I, I just think that was perfect. I was fortunate enough to see all the icons, um, I, I think, through this. I don't think I ever saw the Usher on there. I think I saw everybody else. And I saw... He did the... Sh- you know, yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't think I saw... I don't think I saw the Usher on the throne. I did see Lady Luck on my last run. I saw her a couple times, but that seemed apropos for Quint. So that was that was cool. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I love that scene. I love when you walk into that scene, the surprise of going through and seeing who's there. Yeah. And then also them on, you know, upstairs and downstairs on the balcony. Yeah. I think that's great. But... The reason I, I like I said, it became disenchanted with it is I just think a lot of these rooms felt very, very small for the icons. Like Julian, you have that great introduction to him actually being hung. Yeah. And the director's kind of like filming it. But then you walk into this like tiny. That was, he, his was a little like, yeah. Truncated. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it, and it was only the, um, the snack stand, right? The concession yeah. stand. Yeah. I kind of was wondering if I was misremembering that or not. But. He's beating the woman with the flashlight. Yeah, oh, that's right. There, I was like, there has to be more. I forgot about that part. Yeah. yeah. And then he does, hello, yeah. movie goers. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so there's that. But I, I think that was but just even, a comment. Even with that, it wasn't very long. I don't, compared to some of the other. Lady Luck had, I'm not going to say the longest, but way more to her story pulled into that house than I would ever expect them to do. It was like three. Yeah. See, I don't want to call three rooms, but three distinct scenes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I wish that wheel span. I understand why mm-hmm. you can't put people that close to a spinning wheel. Right. Yeah. It know, yeah. It would have been good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just one of those things. I feel bad for. Did the, you say I wish that wheel span? I wish that wheel span. <laughs> yeah. I wish okay. that wheel spin. Like, yeah. spun? Um, spun? Spun might be the That's word you're word. looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I know? How do I design how in the house? I was like, what is he talking about? Uh, span. Spanning where? What span. the fuck is he talking about? I don't about spam in your pancakes. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's where icons is something that I will remember because I think it was very distinctive. And it was, frankly, I mean, the first time that I got to experience the icons in a haunted True. house, yeah. Yeah. Uh, minus some introductions with uh, during 25, during Jack's uh, I was monsters. I'm trying to remember if there was an icons. Yeah, there was. There was, inc- there was, a, there was, there was a, a caretaker. caretaker. Cindy um, was in the sarcophagus. Yeah. I can't remember who else was in there. It must have been some more. I have to go back and watch a video. Yeah, but it wasn't the full gang. Anyways. No, not like this. Yeah. No, absolutely um, not like this. So yeah, I think as an icon's house, and lo- I did appreciate the fact that the first chance you saw was the um, original carna- the uh, the original um, Carnival of Carnage chance. Yeah, that was cool. I was like, okay, that's that's you didn't need to do that, but that, I'm glad you did. That's another lore thing we got as well. We finally got a uh, confirmation: Jack and Chance are uh, are a thing. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> We were previously told they were just, uh, you know, allies. They were friends, but it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts on icons? No, I, um, no, this was, uh, for a, um, I want to, it's not a greatest hits house in a sense. I guess it kind of is. And it's not, I, I, I like this house a lot and you'll, you'll hear more about that when we get to our rankings. Sure. All right, so hey, we are actually going to hit our next scare zone. And Matt, do you remember what that is? Um, I'm guessing it was uh, what the name is, Seek and Destroy, right? Seek and Destroy. Yeah. Yep. So we are in Seek and Destroy, a zone called Among Us, a zone called Squid Game, <laughs> a, yeah, actually, a is. zone called Robot Boys, uh, um, Seek and Destroy. I called it Macaroni Pictures. <laughs> Do you know why? No. Did you ever see the episode of South Park with Tron in it? The MCP character oh. Tron. He that he looked like the freaking face on there. And I remember this the line from it was at a uh, uh, summer camp. That's an important part of the story. He goes, "Great and honorable Moses, what do you desire from us, your children?" I desire. I desire macaroni pictures that's fun um no i didn't put that together i was just like what is he going on about um yeah so seek and destroy just this will probably be a little bit of a recurring theme um when we're talking about scare zones but um as usual i did not spend a ton of time in scare zones i didn't either and i i think overall Apart from one, <laughs> I didn't really care for the scare zones this year. <laughs> no, I, I think scare zones are something that a lot of people really enjoy. Yeah. Um, but this year, more than ever, I was the the king of show up for three hours express and go. Oh, home. right. Yeah. Um, which was great. I really enjoyed it. But I just didn't feel the need to hang around in scare zones. And to be quite honest, nothing really captivated me in the sense of where I'd want to hang around. Yeah. There was no killer clowns for me this year. There was no, no vanity. Um, yeah. No. Uh, well, Hellboy Deluxe. And then never probably will be again. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, there was there was one scare zone I definitely spent a lot more time in, um, which is. Uh, like I said, probably the oh, last yeah. thing yeah, we're going to talk too. about yeah. tonight. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. even then, I, like. yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I was to tally everything together, I probably spent 
total two and a half, three hours in scare zones this year. Yeah, I didn't spend much time. This uh, let's go right into Seek and Destroy. I didn't care for this at all starting on the season. It started to get a little better, and I think because they added more to it, they didn't really add any scenic, they added more characters, which helps because when there's more to look out and watch out for you're kind of looking yeah, around victims, more which yeah made a huge yes difference. yeah so that was like a lot more to kind of be paying attention to than it was the first week or two and i so but i never really i know some people really like this scare zone i don't dislike it there's I, there's not a <laughs> okay maybe not. there's no i'm not gonna say hate hate's a strong word there's no scare zones i hate this year but it, i i this was I, I the only time I ever went through this was to get from point A to point B. I never went to see this, yeah. if that makes sense. Do you think we'll ever have another year where we like at least half of the scare I think zones? so. Yeah, it's yeah, it'll <laughs> happen again. It's uh, it comes in ebbs and flows. I mean, that's such a different design and I'm I'm assuming. I, I mean, I I don't do this for a living, but if I were to, this that's such a different way to approach how to design and make something than being able to build a physical structure inside sure. a house. So it, I, 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 it'll, it's, I'm sure like these are some ideas you just don't know how they'll work until you flesh them out. And it's then, also the people in those zones. Uh, that helps a lot too. That, yes. I mean, yeah. that is yeah. the, uh, that Look is at, 80% uh, Van, of your zone. Van 55, Van 55. I, I, I still, this is the time I'll always say I was, that was the wrongest I've ever been about Halloween Horror Nights. They announced Van 55. I think we talked about it for about 40 seconds. Could not have cared less. By the end of the season, I couldn't stop talking about Because that's when you got all the scares on at the same time. Yeah, right? yeah, yep. Or at least you got I think we did, the original yeah, zone. Yeah. No, that was 28. So, yeah. But, uh, no, totally. I mean, yep. even we have a good friend that worked that zone. Yeah. He was talking about <laughs> going backstage and just them straight up being like, you guys are the underdogs. So yeah. <laughs> go out and do your thing, which I think is beautiful because now that zone is it. But that, that interactive element is such a huge part of that. And I know seek and destroy had that for a lot of people. Um, I just, quite frankly, I am a house dude. I'll always be yeah, a house me too. guy. Yeah, yeah. And if I have time to kill, I'm going to head over and watch the lagoon show over right. out in scare yep. zones. So yeah, seek and destroy. Um, it got better. But I, I just personally never felt the time uh, or the need to, to hang around. Right. I, like, I mean, I think my, my statement is what I just said a minute ago. I never went to see it, but I, I went through it. So now we make the long trek okay. uh, back over uh, because there is nothing for us uh, <laughs> once you reach that side of New York. You get Dead Silence with Louie. Oh, you, right, yeah. you get my favorite uh, Guitar Hero machine. Uh, which <laughs> yeah. I, I like to stop at and have some fun. Dudes stand behind me and watch me play half drunk. Um, but eventually we do reach San Francisco and we do reach Crypt TV, oh. which is a zone that, um, what it was a zone. Um, see, this is uh, when you don't know the subject matter of, especially a zone, a house is bad enough when you don't know the subject matter. Like that's, that's tough enough to, to, get to warm up to scare zones even harder, especially with an IP scare zone. It's it's probably the same. I probably plowed through script TV, the way people that have never heard a single song from Rob zombie ever like did with hellbilly deluxe. I, when I saw some good costumes, they were, they're, they're great. They're beyond anything I could even ever imagine to do. I just didn't know what the hell I was looking at. I totally think this concept, I understand why they would not want Mm -hmm. to do this, but 
if it was this collection of characters in a haunted house, oh, okay, it would have right. worked way better. I think me. so too, yeah. Um, because I don't necessarily have to know them. I just need to see, oh my God, there's a creepy guy right, with, yeah, with yeah. A, a grin and he's hiding yeah. behind bushes and jumping out at me. Here in the zone, we had some great interaction. It's unfortunate that Crypt TV has decided to burn everybody that loved them during Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, really? Uh, I'm not I, sure if you heard about I, this. I, no, but, I didn't. Um, you can I cut this if that. you like, but... Uh, the uh, the announced a NFT project yeah. and a bunch of people were like, "Don't do that. That's bad." <laughs> right. And then they went on a tirade and just blocked people left and right, left and right. And uh, they've kind of burned their brand down. And as of last week, the NFT site does not exist anymore. Ah, okay. Um, so yeah, a lot of people that love this have mm-hmm. now gone sour on it. Um, I stand by that. Um, Crypt TV was a zone that actually did come from dead last for me and actually impressed me more than I thought it would be, but I just never really felt the need to hang out there. Yeah, Plus, yeah. crowded as shit. I don't... Yeah, and... That zone's gotta go. There, there's Well, there's another one that needs to go before that. You think it's park. worse? Oh, I think... I thought that whole... Um, I can deal. Park area was awful. I can deal with Central Park for the ambiance. I cannot deal with. I San love Francisco. the. That's the unfortunate part. I wouldn't want to get rid of it because of the ambiance. It works perfectly for Halloween. However, it is the worst bottleneck in Halloween. I will deal with nights. the shit storm to be underneath them trees with some pumpkins. Yeah. In it. <laughs> I well, I, we're not talking about Gorewood, but I'll say this: I don't know much about Gorewood because I could never see any of it because there's yeah. so many fucking people there. I mean, do you want to just... We've only got two more. Do you want to just do scare zones? Sure, yeah, yeah. Because we're kind of like edging into them each yeah, okay. time. Yep. So, Gorewood, let's talk about that because this was this was my favorite zone of the year. Um, since we're not doing <laughs> okay. this zone right, rankings, yeah. I just thought it was so fun to bring the Terra Queen back. It is interesting seeing this 2.0 version of her because... That was an interesting design change on her. I mean, I didn't dislike it. I just was not expecting it. I think it's not even just like the design change, but like almost like an outright full character change because there's there's none of the motorcycles. There's none of the leather daddies, you know? Oh, like yeah, I see. yeah, right, yeah. You're in yeah. the world of the Terra Queen, uh, which is very... But there was Eelmouth, but I mean... Dead. was yeah. was <laughs> yeah. um that was funny that yeah. was uh, i think james uh james keaton posted the picture where he was like poor eel mouth what did he do <laughs> and yeah. i posted an old picture of eel mouth yeah. um but uh yeah it's gorewood forest was my favorite and a lot of that just comes down to the ambiance and getting I, to see the terror queen and enjoying that i i wish i'd got to experience had better i wish i had a better experience with it what i saw i liked but that's the thing i didn't see much of anything because by the time i it, it was probably bad timing although this was this the, the the crowds were absolutely insane this year yeah. and i'm not that's not a complaint it's just an observation i don't think there ever was a good time for me to go through that so it's like most of the characters that were past the terror queen were kind of like cornered and I could never really get a good look unless I wanted to hang out in the busiest part of the park and work my way towards them. But that's not what I do. So, yeah, I mean, I, but that's not, that's really no, um, complaint about the design. What I did see, I liked, I just wish I, I wish I had a better experience with it. Like I, like I just said, tell me if you're along for this. Cause my problem with Gorewood mainly was, I actually think this is another one that would have been better as a house. I oh yeah, I wanted it to be a house. I wanted I'd to want, walk yeah. into Terra Quinta. I really was hoping if they were like when there was even when we saw um, 
imagery of her on the uh and it was on the, the spec sh- map yeah. actually it was, oh yeah uh, okay, okay yeah and that might be it was yeah it was terry quintus on the spec yeah. map but even having and having her picture on the the merchandise released during hhn light i was like i was really expecting a house yeah it 100 percent would have worked better with a house and if you're if and if there's any question that you can bring the outside inside to a house there's already been outside scenes in almost like every freaking location on halloween horror nights then take seeds of extinction in the into consideration and tell me you couldn't have pulled that off in a house. No, completely, yeah. completely. How I would have, you know, it's not as easy as just say, oh, I would have pulled this and put this. No, I know, there right? Yeah, yeah. But in my opinion, scary, great scare zone. Yeah, put the characters of scary in a scare zone. The meets meets characters and a couple of the locals. Put Gorewood in a house. That would have been. I would have. I would have accepted the swap. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, put it in an MIB, um, especially Gorewood as a dark forest that you're walking through with these nature creatures jumping out and attacking you and, and coming face to face with the Terror Queen's gang and everything. I just think that was so ripe for a house. Yeah. I, I, that would have worked a lot better. Yep. Yeah. Yep. For me, at least. We'll talk about scary in a moment. Okay. But let's just, uh, let's go ahead and finish scare zone. This wasn't how we were going to do it, but right, you know yeah. what? Since, <laughs> since we're here, lights, camera, action, Eddie's revenge. This was just a lot of fun. This was, this was my favorite. And this is because these are the kind of what I wanted. Um, I wish 30 was over here. Like you had your stages, you had the invasion characters. You had the, uh, treaks and foods. You had van 55, yep. Which was great. I was I liked having those kind of greatest hit scare zones there too, uh, as, instead of the icons. But then Eddie and Jack were well. Eddie was always, always there, there, if not always there, and Jack was there very frequently. So that was the place to see the, uh, the some of the uh, most talked about icons and fits perfectly next to Mel's. It's yeah, got that it does. Just yeah. Hollywood yep. aesthetic. And yeah. it's, it was so much fun. And I personally, I do think this is the best scare zone. I just liked Gorewood a little bit more I for gotcha. the aesthetic. Yep. Um, but I, I think far and away for a lot of people, this was their favorite scare zone just because yeah. this was the interaction scare zone. Right. Yeah. I never yep. walked through here and was ignored. Even if they weren't trying to <laughs> right. scare me, yeah. they interacted with me. And yep. I think that's great. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, without going through our list already. I will say this is this was my my favorite one. This one I did actually go out of my way to see now and again. Yeah, especially yeah. when I heard when I heard the megaphone, a voice on a megaphone. I knew Jack was out, so I wanted to see which which <laughs> jacket was and, and see what yeah. they were saying. Yeah, uh, always good stuff. Yep. But yeah, I guess that kind of inadvertently wraps up scare <laughs> yep, zones. Yep. But now we can get we still got uh, quite a few more houses to get through. So. Welcome to Scary Heart in the Heartland. See, now I can't think about how much better that would have been as a scare zone. Thanks, Hunter. It would have been great. Now, Matt, you've been going, of course, to the event a lot longer than I have. A lot of people um, did not necessarily get this maze. This shocked me, the content in this maze. I was like, I can't believe they're going back this far in some of these things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even, um, I know everyone, not everyone, a, a lot of people, new fans, no meaty meats because of the whole Mike Aiello connection. I've not actually seen the house. Yeah. Have they seen video of it? Like there, there's, there's, there seems I can, I can divide really generally. So don't at me on this really generally three generations of hard night goers. You got people that were introduced at 25 and are going now. You got people that are introduced for some bizarre reason at 21. There's a lot of people at 21 yeah. was their first year, not 20, 21. And then everyone before that, like the only people that would 
have experienced this entire house before, we're in that first generation. Yeah. They do not cater to that generation. I was going to say much at all, at all, until I saw this house. I was like, wow, that is some deep cuts there. And I, you know, it, it is kind of confusing what the flow, this is definitely the hardcore HHM yeah, house. Yeah. It does does not make a lick of sense unless you know, but I kind of like how they did the incorporation of here's the story. So yeah. <laughs> you're walking into the sewers yeah, of right. the spawning up into a cave from hive. And then you end and up then, in the house from dead end. And then something burnt down. And then <laughs> here's a random, right. I love that. I mean, uh, you got pink Floyd going. Right, What's not yeah. to love? Um, I, I feel like obviously this house was pretty anticipated because we heard rumors pretty early on that HR blood and guts was showing up in this. And it's funny because he's basically, Oh, it's right. He was in the, He's really only got a wardrobe. closet. Yeah, you know? yeah, he came out of the wardrobe. Yeah, um, but he is—he uh, was in the maze, and then, of course, like you mentioned, this is where you get uh, another icon character. Which one, uh, Cindy? Cindy. That was that was like after we had done icons before the, before um, this house, and we noticed right away there was no eddie but we knew eddie was on the street, but we saw Eddie's cell or room or whatever. Yeah, he's got a, a yeah. room. So I was like, oh, had, had they, they've completely swept Cindy under the rug. When we turned that corner and there's Cindy screaming in the middle of that fire, I was like, okay. Uh, they gave her, really I think they gave her, yep, yep. This was one of the most fun houses to walk through for the unmasking tour. Oh, um, sure. It, it was yeah, really I'd- fun to take pictures and just see things. And like, there's little pictures like Cindy's done like a crayon drawing of her and like oh, burning people in the burning school <laughs> and everything like that. Um, there's a little references to like trick or treat hidden oh, in nice. there and everything. Cool. But this is a maze that a lot of people were pretty hard on just because I don't think it had that big narrative that a lot of people are looking for as an HHN fan. I liked it, but it's also in a weird spot where you could really speed run this house. I feel you like could, you could yeah. walk through it in like a minute and a half if you were. And for some weird reason, even the express line was always lengthy for this house. Yeah. Well, not always. It towards towards the end. Well, everything was lengthy with the crowds, but this one's unusually so. And I think a lot of that was just due to the proximity of Halloween nightmare fuel. Which That's we'll right. I next. forget about that. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I think a lot of people were kind of unfair to scary a little bit yeah i think so i mean it was a it it was a best of house but of a very bizarre or niche i should say subject to do the best of yeah that's like uh i don't know what the i can't even think of a funny comparison honestly so it's it's like the best of matt groaning musical parody moments album you know and like like all of his works all yeah. this or something that's i i don't know where i got that from the futurama reference i made was it this episode or that, or that I made earlier yeah what yeah 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 it's uh i did love that facade though i love the billboard and i walked oh in, yeah, yeah yeah and i only got to see him once the entire run but it was always fun when they had uh yeah, meaty meats or that yeah there was a, another chainsaw character in there too never saw them i can't remember what it was but i do only one night this happened i walked up and they were playing who made who by acdc i might be hold on i might be i'm sorry wow this is a freaking merger of my brain i might be confusing the after scare of 25 uh jack's house oh, really? 25 because there's meaty meats on one side eddie on the other uh, eddie i'm yeah. sorry i might be confusing that with no this. i mean that's a good call though <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and 
Matt, I think it's I think it's time. Okay. I think it's time to give the people what they want. <laughs> um Well, you know what? Before we do that, let's just talk real quick about Halloween Nightmare Fuel. Um I had a really good time with Halloween Nightmare Fuel. I only caught it two times because this was packed I out can't the ass. Believe the lines for that. I only saw it twice myself, actually, now you mentioned it. Um in fact the uh was it my my sister and brother in law wanted to see it and we kept uh getting shut out and then finally I said I think they said if you want to come to the last show come like an hour earlier like no we we're gonna do something else with an hour of our time at HHN. <laughs> well that's exactly it. You you have to I mean even though I had seen the houses multiple times by that point, it was still like I think I'd rather just go spend thirty minutes in line exactly, to do a yeah. house or now I will say the first time I saw this, I was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever been on this stage. I actually still agree with that. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily better than some of the Bill and Ted's I've seen, and maybe even better than the last show of the troop that shall be not named. Sure. But but I will say, uh, now people can't see this, but let's say this. The, the bar was here. I, my, my hand's about three feet off the ground. It hit here, uh, like yeah. down five feet off the ground. I think the best Bill and Ted is like seven feet off the ground. So it's and then so it's in there. It's in there. Yeah, no, ja- no, um. not, God, what a waste of time that was. <laughs> so it's it's there. It's up there. But I still think I've seen a couple things slightly better. But it was way more than I expected it to be by far. Yeah. Yeah, it. I had a really good time with this. I, I definitely think it's my favorite of the shows that I've seen there. And um, we I, honestly shows is something that I never keep track of. Okay. So I don't know if this is coming back or not. I imagine it is. And for those of you that might be out there of why do they keep doing these dance shows? <laughs> because people will wait two hours to see them and lose their minds over it. And honestly, I think it was deserved. People had a really good time. It's not something I'm personally going to use my time at Halloween Horror Nights for. But if somebody asked, hey, I want to get off my feet for 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's good for that. I, go? yeah, I would yeah, definitely yeah. say, please go there. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get in. If you can get in. <laughs> yeah. You feel like Wayne's World walking around with your path. <laughs> right, yeah. um, so I guess that's going to bring us on over to, for a lot of people, the highlight of the event, Matt. Um, and that is a house that... From the moment we walked into it, this was the one I was right on um, opening night for me personally, where I just said, I think I might have just walked through my favorite <laughs> HHN house. And it it's hard because Ghost Town has really yeah, stuck it out yeah. there. And I think it's one of those things I need as much time as I've had with Ghost. I need like two years to really oh, kind of like saying. sit yeah, okay, yeah. and think. But holy crap, the wicked growth realm of the pumpkin. This is like... <sighs> One of those houses, I I mean, I, I figured it's, it's, I'm going to like it because it it's, was very Halloween sounding. There always seems to be one thing that's very Halloween at Halloween Horror Nights. And this this sounded like it was it. So I was like, I'm going to like this. I'm sure I'm going to like this. I don't even know what it is. But this was, talk about walking in with having no idea what you're about to see and being completely blown away. Like, that was, it was, it, it was incredible. It's just from the entrance to which we didn't even see the first time we went through, we did a little, the side door to the, um, the, the, the tour, uh, RAP tour, um, door. Um, but even past that, like everything in there, like the design was 
I can't think of one thing I would change in there, even up to the the Witch's Cauldron, which was just one of the my favorite all time Halloween scenes from Halloween Horror Nights, and then leading all the way to the was is it the Pumpkin King or Pumpkin Lord? What's the Pumpkin Lord? Pumpkin Lord. Yeah, I thought I was saying it wrong. Pumpkin Lord himself. And the sound design, you know, you know, I'm a freaking stickler for sound design. And if something really stands out in a house sound wise, I'm going to remember it forever. And it was his voice. It was like, that was just the perfect way to process that recording of, of his voice. Yeah, this was, this was, I mean, blown away is about all I can really say to truly describe my first walkthrough for this. And, and there was no bad run Ever, ever, no matter whether something was there or wasn't there, it didn't matter. It was, there was always, it was always a fantastic run through. Yeah. I mean, if there's one thing that will get me at least halfway there, it's doing something Halloween related. Yeah, exactly. But having basically a traditional Halloween take, uh, incorporating elements of like what we had saw with Scarecrow. And just some of the other big house, like there's even like some gothic elements in there, which I, I thought were great. And, and just using the lessons that they've learned um, from prior Halloween houses and going about it in this huge theatrical way. Like even there's a Sleepy Hollow segment. Yeah. And I love the little orcs. I love the smallest one named Kankle, um, <laughs> who was great. And like you said, the Pumpkin Lord. But yeah. for me, when I think about this house, I'm always going to think about that entrance, and I'm always going to think about the witch. The pumpkin lord, <laughs> he grows Halloween, and it is just Annie is not happy. It is Aww. just a, <laughs> uh, for those of you at home. Annie is a beautiful large doggy with very pokey ears. Um, at the moment, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Halloween, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I love this house to bits. Uh, this was easily, like, opening night. I'm pretty sure you and I had the conversation, or maybe I was talking to Duff, but I was just like, that's going to be what we're closing with this year, obviously. <laughs> and we did, and uh, we closed the whole event with that, and uh, just walking through and, and clapping for those performers because yeah. they brought us so much joy the entire season. It wasn't even... They weren't even focused on on scaring as they should. Like, your final 10 minutes should just be all about the celebration walking through with a whole line of people that were applauding them. And one of the skeletons, he was, you know, full skeleton mask and everything, but you could actually see them like tearing up and he was doing this and everything like that. And it was, it was a beautiful moment. And that's something I'm always going to remember forever. And this house is so, so special. Um, And I think a lot of people feel the same way. This was clearly the runaway winner, at least to everybody I talked to. And um, man, if, the, the for a while on the the maps uh, our our speculation maps there was the rumor that Wicked Grove two would be showing up which oh, really? does not appear to be happening <laughs> okay. um, however with it being the thirty first year if they were even just to copy and paste that as a you know they've been talking about eleven houses forever if they were just to copy and paste oh, that'd it be cool yeah I, I, I would have yeah. loved to yeah. have another moment to go through yeah. Wicked Grove yeah you live with that yeah when they try to try to make lightning strike twice with their properties like this. It usually doesn't go well. Supposedly you got two this year. So <laughs> don't we'll tell see. me, I don't know. I don't yeah. want to know. Don't tell me shit. I ain't telling okay. you. Um, um, but anyway, um, yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I must, I'm as big a sucker for traditional Halloween as well. And this was like, this was the story of 
the Halloween spirit. I mean, I know the history of Halloween, and this was not the history of Halloween, <laughs> but this is certainly the story of the Halloween spirit. This is like the Coca-Cola invention of Santa Claus. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, and it's just fun. Yep. It's, I mean, that pumpkin is iconic for HHN. And yeah. Just seeing it become kind of its own icon and then... Almost not not tying it in, but acknowledging like right. the, the Nathaniel yep. Crow stuff is it was all super yeah. fun. Yep, yeah, and there's always a uh, whenever they put all those pumpkins out, there's always one that captures everybody's attention, and it was the was little boo, little boo, is little that boo. Was his name, official name, yeah, little boo became a social media <laughs> <Yep>. icon. <laughs> in fact, one night uh, they forgot to turn his lights on, uh, and it was like dusk out. And I just, uh, I put breaking news, little boo has died. And uh, I got about 40 angry replies of how fucking dare you. And uh, um, that was, that was a good highlight. Um, But yeah, I'm always going to remember this house extremely fondly. And I definitely, I mean, if it's not my number one, it's definitely cracked the top five, Uh, probably top three. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, It's, it was a phenomenal house. And and there's always the, like, there's always two. There's 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 two things that always I always walk away from really loving from Halloween Horror Nights, and one is almost always their Halloween themed something, whatever it is, like their scares and whatnot. And then one is always there's at least one um, original house that is a runaway hit with me. This happens to be both this year. Yeah, yeah it's the Halloween original runaway house. <laughs> it's, yeah. It is amazing. No, totally. And that floor, the breakaway floor video, or I don't even know what to call that. It's a video, obviously, but that was like, that was always my favorite part. Oh, Anything, the bridge scene? Yeah, the, yeah. Well, the whole, the, they've used this room before with the mirrors where it looks like you're yeah. higher than you are. And inevitably, there's always one run I go through where someone threw like a napkin or something over and breaks the illusion. <laughs> sure. But, uh, but, but that floor, I always, whenever I took someone through for the first time and we sure they pointed down and they saw that. Cause I don't think I saw it the first time, maybe not even the second time. Uh, so I make sure if I know it's they're only going to be possibly the only run through, I'd be like, look, look down. And they'd be like, Whoa, Oh, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was so much. And I mean, like I didn't even notice the first run through or even probably my second run through, but like the headless horseman chasing you. Along oh, right. Scene, yeah. Which I yep, thought was yep. great. But, uh, Matt, we've, uh, we've got a couple more houses. So I'm going to say, yeah, get okay. back in there. Ingredient. Right. Um, Let's talk about Puppet Theater Captive Audience. Yeah, let's talk about that. The first official announcement of HHN 30, <laughs> until it was not an announcement for <laughs> HHN 30. That was on, uh, the, wasn't that on Peacock? The Peacock yeah, sneak I never peak, watched that. Um, which I'm glad you didn't, because there was actually a fair amount of that maze uh, there? Yeah. in that video. But uh, I'm going to be honest, Puppet Theater was one of the highlights of the year for me. <laughs> it. Oh, man. Okay. This going to be a tough conversation. It was... At first, and then for something, for some reason, I don't think anything changed. I think just like the, like the, in allness that I had for it, which is, there's a couple made up words in that sentence that like kind of just was all like put out there in the first two or three runs. Like, I love everything in this. I yeah. you know. And then like the next couple runs, I'm like, yeah, I, I really like this. And then the last couple of runs, I was like, I don't need to walk this far. Come see this house. This no, place, you know? <laughs> I get it. I, I think it is one of those but, houses. Yeah, it's it's really strange because I I remember how much I wanted to see this and how much I love this house, and then for some reason I just fell out of 
it's not in a bad way. I never thought it was bad, sure. but it's like, it's like, okay. It's like, I'm, 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 I got, I got a half hour. Do I want to walk all the way back there? Yeah. Or do I want to do wicked growth or look, and now I'm looking at times and distance and yeah. deciding not to do puppet theater towards the end. No, no, I get it. I, I think there always is that house that, uh, a lot of people really like, and it doesn't necessarily like whether it's a combination of bad runs or you just don't see that, that extra element. It feels like you're kind of missing out on, on what everybody else is seeing. For me, that was graveyard games during 20. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of felt yeah. that way about graveyard games where it was like, man, I really loved this house. And then as the event went on, I'm like, man, it can be not that good of a house uh, <laughs> sometimes, depending on how good of a run. I never had a bad run through Puppet Theater, and I think its placement on my list is strictly through how consistent the experience was. And I think that's something that, for better or for worse, either entirely worked for you as far as having a very reliable experience, or it became very repetitive. What was really weird is, like, the second half of that thing, like, I'd never had... Uh, the first, like, my first... Three run-throughs, my first two weeks or so, um, like, worth of run-throughs. Like, it was always consistent. Then something, and it was, I don't, again, I don't think it changed, because I saw everything where everything was in place. I just was not hitting it. Like, the little, the little beard puppet guy, like, I'd see, like, I'd either just see his reveal, so then he'd duck back into the dark, or the window would light up after I already passed it. It's like, I never got a good view of him the second half of the season. Like things like that, and there were some other ones. That's the one that stands out. I, I can't. I just can't remember the details of the other characters. No, I, I just was was not hitting it on on the second half. First half always seemed to hit it really well, but the second half of that house, I just was like misfiring that last half of the season. There are some scenes in this that still, when I'm thinking about it, just completely blow my mind that they're in a tent. Uh, that is like the the, the, the balcony the, scene. Yeah, I was gonna say the height scale of yeah the the, the vertical scale of that house. There has to be. I mean, but it's it's hard to believe that it's a, uh, 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 I don't even what's a forced perspective because yeah. it's not that the tents aren't that high that you have that much room to do that. But there's people were be standing up there. There's got to be something to that. There has because it seemed way taller than it should possibly be. You know, we talked about scary, but whenever I'm in scary, I'm very much of. I'm in a tent house. Yeah, and yeah. even in Wicked Growth, at points you're like, oh, I'm well, in a scar- tent house. Scary's tent. It's a different tent as yeah. well, though, too. Which supposedly is gone this year. <laughs> oh, is it really? We'll see. Oh, okay. Supposedly there's a tent going yeah. behind Fast and Furious this year. Which <laughs> Can't they just do something with Fast and Furious during Halloween parties? <laughs> Maybe that's the plan. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, but I actually, we didn't talk about that, but I, I think that's very exciting because you're actually going to put something on that side of the park. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, that, that'll help That'll help pace things out a lot. And you don't too. have to worry about being caught in the yeah. clusterfuck next to MIB and Fear Factor. Or whatever, Fear Factor Memoriam Studium, or whatever. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, just Puppet Theater. I, I know it was kind of up and down for a lot of people, but I really, really liked this one. And I also think it was one of the houses that, um, you know, we talked in the beginning about this being a, um, unfortunately, like a, a COVID year. I think Puppet yeah. Theater pretty much escaped unscathed for the most part. I feel like well, this now you was mentioned it. You're right. Yeah, one of the houses that. Um, just I was never aware of, of the, things being less than a, a quote unquote normal yeah. HHN house. Yeah. And there's a lot packed in there too. I'm thinking it's mass underneath the, the plates uh, be, or yeah. the ma- mass underneath yeah. mass or what I'm, somebody's listening. And I they're like, yeah, saying, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what we did. But um, it was just one of those houses yeah. that um, 
I, you know, I know they were there, um, but there's there's some great stuff. Yeah, Shakespeare, dude. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, oh. there was a lot to like about this house. I just didn't like. Man, I my opinion of it at the beginning of the year, my hype for it, I should say. My opinion, it's I've never, I've never, I never thought it was bad, but my um, my eagerness to see it in the beginning of the year waned towards sure. the end of the year. No, I get it. Let's hop on over to a house that was very consistent in its uh, uh, performance for people as far as it always had a 90-plus minute wait. That is Netflix's The Haunting of Hill House. Um, <laughs> this is the, the, the show I swear I'd watch before going through it, and I saw one episode. So I had no, apart from the, 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 the opening, basically the opening scene, big scene, in the house, I had no idea what the hell was going That's on. That's not mom. <laughs> um, yeah, I I saw a couple reports like pretty early on. It's always hard when it's like you know, like TM preview really, or opening yeah. night, where it's like, oh, you don't have to see the show at all for this stuff. I think I heard that too much, and I kind of gave up because I only have so many hours in a week. <laughs> I don't think you have to see. You had to see the show, but you put yourself at a disadvantage if you. Didn't see that's the, show. the thing. I liked what I saw. I think I would have appreciated it a lot more if I knew what like what they were recreating in an immersive scale from the screen. This was my most divisive house for me personally. Really? Okay. Because I either had great runs on this yeah. or I had really, really boring runs through this. Yeah. Um, there are ideas in here that I absolutely love and I think it's a beautifully executed house. I mean, that facade, I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, Serving yeah. it up like HHN only can. Mm-hmm. But there are things where you would just encounter gaps or you would miss scares and it's just dark and you, you don't know what's going on and the characters are kind of repetitive where some nights completely worked for me and it would be a top three house. Some nights it was my least favorite house. I did yeah, that night. Yeah. It was very hit and miss as far as, uh, yeah. Some of the, um, scares like the, um, well, again, I don't know why I'm acting like it's a spoiler. There's, 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 it's, it's amazing how, Many times I actually missed <laughs> all three um, hanging woman drops. Yeah. Like it, you, you think that wouldn't happen, but I actually have gone through runs where I didn't see a single one in Which that hallway. Which is hilarious because when we did the unmasking, they were like, yeah, the reason there's three is so everybody gets to experience that critical <laughs> moment. Um which is super funny, but there's stuff. I love the haunted mansion esque hallway where you turn that corner and you see the red room and then you're walking straight down. It's like the first actual God, scene. I don't even remember. Past the and the doorknobs are moving. So, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, little, yeah. I, I heard this kind of promoted uh, pretty early on as like a newer take on something like dead end, which I can totally understand okay, that. Yeah. Um, but it's got that IP integration, which definitely influenced a lot of the decisions for the house. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I think this for me suffered not knowing the material. I mean, it was fine. It was, it, I have no complaints about it. I just don't have, I also don't have it as a, you know, top three house. Yeah. Well, so we're almost at the end here. Let's go ahead and talk about, the ghost with the mouse, baby. Okay. Beetlejuice. Um, Beetlejuice was a house that we're going to be talking about for a while. It does seem like the common uh, consensus as far as what happened is um, they were slated to lose mm, the house right, yeah. unless they opened it up for two days in 2020. And that's where we got it tacked on at the very end of HHN Light. And then we got to see it again. Yeah. 
for HHN 30. Matt, I've got a lot of thoughts. You should <laughs> you should start on this one. Okay. Um, well, this I will say this draws basically the best parts of the movie, which are the Beetlejuice scenes, and that's what you want to see when you go see Beetlejuice. You know, you don't want to um, go and I can't think of a scene. Uh, I can't think of anything from Beetlejuice now. Of course, it wasn't in there. But um, here's the thing: um, this is the good. This is the good and the bad of it, depending on how you like Beetlejuice and how you like your haunted houses. It is exactly what I imagined it would be, which is a good thing, but also a little, a bit of a letdown too. I would have liked to seen something interpreted a little less precisely from the screen in some instances. Sure. But it was also nice to see it in a way I've not seen it before. So it's, it's for, um, uh, for it definitely paid tribute to the IP. I think every Beetlejuice performer I saw was on, on not only in the, the Barker, I'll get to that in a second, but the, the ones that were performing even to um, the pre-recorded tracks, uh, the, the, the triggers yeah. for, for a much shorter and more precise term. I think they gave it their all. I think they really wanted to play those roles. And the Barker was a fantastic introduction to the house. Yeah. But there wasn't really anything I didn't expect there to be, which when I can guess a house is, you know, with the creative limitations I have, it's like, oh, I wish there was just something I wasn't expecting. Yeah. I, this house, um, like I said, I kind of had a little bit to say. I think that for those of us that got to see it at HHN Light, we viewed it with the expectation of, oh man, that was really cute. I had a good time with that. I can't wait to see the full house next year. <laughs> yeah, there was. I and was thinking that too. <laughs> when the house, the full house during 30 ended up being the exact same house, um, we were, were disappointed. I think yeah. I speak for a lot of people yep. in that. Um, I think that while this is probably um, a better interpretation of its movie than maybe Ghostbusters was. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it lacked a lot of the fun that the Ghostbusters house had. <laughs> Um, which is interesting for a character like Beetlejuice. I just think there was nothing in this that captured me with the same spirit. Uh, it's hard because I know there's a personal bias, but I feel like a lot of people would agree with me. There was nothing in the Beetlejuice house that um, I think shook people up and, and gave them that fun element, right. like yeah. the Slimer Hotel scene in Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. or even like the attack by the terror dogs. Um, I think Beetlejuice very much... Uh, Felt kind of dry, unfortunately. It was, it was literally walking through the movie. You weren't really ever. There wasn't something directed at you at any point necessarily. Yeah. Maybe there was like a afterthought after a trigger was done, but you were walking through the movie rather than walking through an interactive or immersive haunted house. That's exactly it. I, I almost feel like they would have been way better uh, poltergeisting it in the sense of this is Beetlejuice and yeah. he's introducing you yeah. to the other side. Would, and um, that's kind of what you want to see. But then also people want to walk through those moments of the movie. But I just mean like, there's some really weird choices. In here. <laughs> the is. finale being an empty like room with the giant sandworm yeah, that you only uh, saw if you got really lucky. Yeah. That's a weird way to, I didn't see that. I did not see that at HHN light. So at least that was new to me. That was new to you. The dinner scene 
If you're, if you're going to have the dinner scene, but no characters, that's a weird choice. It's a really weird choice. Um, and like, I think that's the huge part of it. Is and turn it upside down. Upside down. <laughs> so you can do the little shrimp hands. <laughs> yeah. But wouldn't that scene be the same thing if it was right side up yeah. and you just had them not walk right next to the table? Yeah. You do uh. this... You do the little mechanics all the time. Yeah, and you had a dinner table in Krampus, so we know you can make a path around it. I know yeah. it's a different building, but... Yeah, it's it's really weird choices like that, where it's it's almost like... You, you, I'm going to jump here, but I feel like a major problem for me is there wasn't enough interaction through this house. That's what I mean. It's, it's, it was just... <laughs> yeah. Like walking... It's like, it's like having all the Beetlejuice scenes... On TVs in a row and walking by them. Or a museum. Yeah. Or that's like a, a great way to say it. Yeah. 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 Feels like a museum where a host jumps out occasionally, yeah. and does his little bit, yeah. and he goes back away. Yep. Um, there's some really impressive stuff in here. Like, I think Dante's looks awesome. Dante's oh, yeah. in particular looked great. I loved going to the attic scene. I mean, heck, we did that whole episode. Yeah. We got to talk to the model makers for the attic. I um, I like the I like some of the the character choices the um they did the best of what they could with the 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 flat dude uh, at the reception area yeah. um they had the priest from the that that's a blink and miss it character in Who the movie literally became a static mannequin by oh, the did end it really of the yeah. oh wow he was a costume okay. character he was a costume character I remember that at one point at least yeah but there's you know there's only that one major encounter with Lydia. Yeah, and you yeah. Ha- you don't have any scene of the parents working together, no. which I think is great. I mean, they literally make him an animatronic that they stick in the corner, <laughs> um, and then he's a static figure elsewhere yeah. in the maze. It's just really weird. Um, but I will say, being in the world of Tim Burton um, is always really fun. But the this was not the house for me. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I think they built on. Um, I mean, they had some very successful runs with Poltergeist, Shining, Exorcist to a degree, um, definitely with uh, uh, Ghostbusters as well. And then I think they just went, and, and, and I think a lot of the comments that I have heard, which I'm going to assume probably translates into their research and their surveys, I could be wrong, but that it was so much like the movie. And I think they went too far, much like the movie, or they also might have been tied, hands tied, to an extent, by Warner Brothers. There's, sure. there's a lot going on I don't know about. I think it was just too much of just seeing the movie brought to life and yeah. not not a HHN haunted house. No, it, it is one of those things where I think it's really fun that there is that HHN history element, you know, the 30th anniversary and bringing yeah. Beetlejuice and doing a haunted house. We talked about that a little bit when we got to... Uh, um, you know, do our interview, but it's just, uh, there, there was a little bit more, I think for a Beetlejuice house that, that could have been done. And I think a lot of people felt similar. I would have loved, and this is, I mean, I can't even imagine what it takes to get this from out of Warner brothers. I would have loved to see the creative team that built Beetlejuice before the changes would have been able to do with making an original Beetlejuice house. I mean, cause Charles and Patrick and even Mike returning from, Epic were all part of the graveyard review yeah. age. So they, they would have probably made something amazing. Original, I don't know. Original Beetlejuice story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause obviously he's, he's an IP character. I still stand by. If we ever do get to see Beetlejuice again, he is the perfect choice to do a comedy show. I, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep yeah, dragging yeah. that into the ground, but yeah. Beetlejuice presents, 
um, comedy hour yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Um, <laughs> I am I'm completely down. Yep. Beetlejuice's Halloween special. Yep. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I could dig that. Uh, all right. So I guess we'll go ahead. Uh, we've got one more house, but we do need to talk about Marathon of Mayhem. Yeah. Carnage okay. Factory. Um, this had some big shoes to fill in. It did. It did. And I'm going to say, I'll start off. Um, it, it did pretty well. It, it, I do I will I prefer 28s? Yeah, yeah, that's hard to do. But considering like like you said some big shoes to fill it didn't use the same kind of approach that that one did and but I still found it really really enjoyable. I think it's it's um I think it's a worthy successor. I think this year it's not a criticism of any of the talent involved. It's definitely not a criticism of the technology, which is still perfect. I think this year was just one of those years where it's like, here's what we got. Make a show out of it. Here's, <laughs> yeah. here's a, a stick of gum, a paper clip, I know. and a, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. some lint. When you look at the material, it's like, especially when you're incorporating a building, when you're using giant screens and then using the buildings behind them, Ghostbusters has Stay Puff. Killer Clowns has giant tents. I'm like, right there are two wins. We got, what do we got? We had um, uh, Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw. We had a Universal uh, Monsters Incorporation yeah, again. Uh, that, but I mean, as far as the Haunting of Hill House, building, yeah, section. that was it. As far as building the scale and the color, the color, that was the thing. Like everything that they put in this was all like, like black and red. It's like it, yeah. everything felt like black, black, shades of gray and red. And rust and yeah. rust, uh, but I still—I mean, I enjoyed it. It's like it, I wasn't ever looking at my watch during these things, so it held it held my attention. It was—it's was, a tough thing to follow up that first one. It is, and a lot of that, like I said, just comes down to the material. When you look at Ghostbusters, yeah. you look at Killer Clowns, you look at Stranger Things. What do all those things have? Very iconic theme music that you can pull from and too, incorporate yeah. into your yeah. show. There's none of this here. I mean, yeah. Texas Chainsaw, I actually really appreciate the creativity of doing a scene where you are stabbed by a giant chainsaw. And there's, <laughs> you know, they're doing like their swan, like, like coordinated dance scene, which I think is beautiful, but it's just, it's really hard. And uh, <laughs> I understand this is where they tried to fit in um, Jack a little bit more. Yeah, so yeah. he felt like the presence, but um, that is, uh, even that didn't provide the cohesive feel that I it, think. Yeah. Cause he kind of shows up, he's like Carnage factory. And then he's, <laughs> and then he's out and he's like, you ready to die? Um, <laughs> which is, you know, it was, I, I enjoyed it, but um, this is, this is not one that I've gone back to YouTube to uh, watch. Yeah, since the I event. I haven't watched this since it was over. Unlike 29, yeah. which I yeah. think I've, I, I didn't go out of my way to see this. If yeah. I passed by when it was about to start, I would catch it. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was that was that's a good way to that's a good benchmark too. It's like I would walk into twenty nine at any point, thirty if it's already on, I'm like, ah, it's already started, I'm gonna keep walking. Yeah. But it was still I mean, like it it was hard to imagine what they would do compared to twenty nine, and I was like, Okay, I'm not disappointed by this. That's this is this is enjoyable. Well, Matt, we've got one more house, which is Case Files Unearthed, Legendary yes. Truth, our last ever Shrek house. That's right. Um, yeah. Man, what a uh, 
what a great house to go out on, honestly. That was fun. Yeah. This was the, I was trying to describe it to Quint the first night after seeing it um, before I could get any videos loaded. And I was like, I was like it was to, um, uh, like gumshoe detective noir book version of Slaughter Cinema. Slaughter Cinema. Yep. Yeah, totally. Um, that's exactly what it was. And I had a, a, a really fun time every single time Me in this too. house. Yep. But as far as like the house itself, it sounds like we are pretty positive on oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, this was our yeah. first house yeah. of, of the It was the first event. and last house of the event. Yeah. They took us through it again at the end. Yep. Yeah. I enjoyed this a lot. I thought that was the idea of the, um, um, like I said, the uh, kind of the um, that that paperback novel uh, thing uh, um, done. Like you didn't get a story; you got these little vignettes throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And there was just this super simple three um, D mapping of a of of shadow of an attack of an alien we never even saw that I thought was probably the best scene. It's <laughs> like talk about being as simplistic as you can. Oh, like the Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah. Creature, I thought yeah. that was just letting your imagination fill in the gaps. It was that was a lot of fun. That was that was a really um, I don't want to say unexpected because I expected something from it. I, if they're going to put that name on there and um, and just even go to the extent of building a house around that title. I expected something from it, but this was, this was uh, even better than what I expected. Let's say that. No. And I I think like a big part of, I mean, who doesn't love a good detective story and and that, that imagery. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also just the very distinct creatures that you encountered in every single room. Um, That that's, what's going to stick out for a lot of people, including myself and that police uh, room, which I, I think was, awesome i mean you've got the the zombie creatures you've got like the wendigo that pops out and everything like that it was a really really cool haunted house and i understand why people latched onto it the way that they did and i i would love to see a a sequel to case files personally i think that there's a lot for them to do there whether that is more of a spiritual sequel or not i guess it remains to be seen obviously (laughs) they enjoy doing these clip show style houses yeah 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 um, it reminded me a lot, and I, I don't know uh, if this is in even in your generation's wheelhouse, but it reminded me of Dirk Gently a lot. Do you know that at all? No. Actually. Do you know Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yes. Okay. Douglas Adams, he wrote uh, an, another book called Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Okay. And he was, he was a detective of supernatural and science fiction type stories. Okay. So it kind of reminded me of him. And he might have been an inspiration for this. I mean- the guys that put this together, we're they're in my generation, um, so they might have been inspired Bunch by of that idea. Nerds. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it reminded me a lot of that, which which is really was really endearing because Douglas Adams is always one of my favorite authors. So that was, I know it wasn't a Dirk Gently um, house, but it reminded me of it. No, no, totally. Uh, from what you're saying, that sounds just right. What am I thinking of? Uh, Supernatural detective. There was a Amazon series based after it about four years ago. Oh man, not even what I'm thinking of. I can't remember. I'm going to be thinking about it, but it was kind of like the precursor to the X files and everything like that. Oh, okay. Ooh. Oh, Oh, Oh no, not someone thinking of. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I was going to say millennium, but that was a spinoff of the X files, but that's not it. Uh, all right, Matt. Well, we have covered five we scare have. zones, wow. two okay. shows. We've covered, uh, where was I? Five scare zones, <laughs> two shows, 10 haunted houses. And the uh, pork belly. No, we didn't know that was the other one. The other recorded. episode, yeah. Let's talk about the food quick because yeah, this was, 
And this is a good idea. Unfortunately, I was not smart enough to take part of this. They, they built off the, this is coming off the heels of Mardi Gras, which was changed for the year. I don't want to say scaled down. They, they, they took the parade out. They took the concerts out. So it just made it a big party atmosphere and with a, a food more festival. food choices than they've ever had in an event before. They carried that over to Halloween Horror Nights yeah. with some really fantastic ideas. Unfortunately, I didn't partake in hardly anything. anything. Yeah. Um, I had the candy glaze, not even glaze, the candy. I didn't realize this. It was the, the candy coated yeah. pork belly, like a, like a candy apple. The hard glass shatters of death. <sighs> when I bit into that, I was like, well, there goes those five teeth. <laughs> um, and then I, I have to have had something else, but I can't remember. It wasn't I, the Leatherface pie. No, I wish it was. I, I'm going to say this, and I'm not happy about this. Beer. All right. Okay. Beer selection. It's getting worse. Sucked as far as variety, but they did have good beers. But the problem was I was drinking the same three fucking beers yeah. all season. I was drinking yeah. the German the Marzen, the Oktoberfest. I can't remember what German brewery it was. I was drinking Voodoo Ranger, and I was drinking Dufftoberfest. Yep. All fucking season. That is such a far cry from the last couple of years where we've had, like, our we were spoiled for choice for beer. No, completely. I mean, I even remember early, we kind of went around to a couple different stands. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Maybe they got something different here. No, no, no. It's like, it's 98 fucking degrees out. You want a Terrapin, baby? <laughs> yeah, right, um, yeah. Here's a double IPA. <laughs> but no, you're totally right. It was a disappointment. As far, as far as like food, though, there were some really good options. I actually enjoyed eating quite a bit at the barbecue station. See, you know what's so freaking bizarre is that that was the staying screen for Bride of Frankenstein Returns, which I went to probably more than any of the staying screams. And I never, I had beer. I bought beer at those stands, but I yeah. didn't buy any freaking uh, food. Well, no, not that I can, I don't think I would. I was going to say, definitely not the pie and not the barbecue, but I, I'm just plain did not have the food, I don't think. I'm rapidly becoming a liquor person at HHN. Oh, really? Like, that's yeah. kind of my, yeah. It's just like, I could pay $10 for this, or I could pay $14 for a mixed drink. You're not, you're not wrong, but liquor just hits me so much faster than, like, two or three beers and oh, i like yeah. to like that i like to just you know be drinking all night which sounds worse than i mean this <laughs> make no, it no, sound. no really i mean yeah. look you're sweating you're <laughs> yeah. hot um shout out to our, the one night we did really get into drinking with uh again duff and kenny, kenny. and gary and um that was a great night every there's one night a year kenny and i drink way too fucking much <laughs> oh my god it's every a, year it's a thing i look forward to witnessing every year I still say I still say the greatest catacombs slash GGH crossover we will ever do in history. We didn't get to do it this year because he didn't come. But next year, this year, hopefully we can get Quint and Kenny together on the same night and have them go drink to drink, toe to toe. Because that's that's Quint's the only person I can think of putting up against Kenny. I'm thinking Raiders of the Lost Ark. So <laughs> Try the local sewer. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but overall, the stuff that I did eat, I had a pretty good time eating. I'm looking at <laughs> that's, a, that's a 
hell of a review. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm looking at That's a, also me at 7-Eleven yeah. eating a four-day-old hot dog. I'm so. looking at like a, a promotional like splash page of, of foods. I had none of these. Well, that's not true. I had the donut slider at the event, and I had the Bride of Frankenstein cupcake at the event. But as far as, as I mean, at the uh, media event, as far as, as having food at HHN itself proper, it was that... that that uh, crunchy uh, piece of cold pork, and then it was either you know either over grab something quick at a Duff or a slice of pizza or God knows what. Spent a lot of time over at Nell's Tea Party Sandwiches, which was right in front of Kid Zone, uh, the pizza factory, because there you could get the jalapeno popper grilled cheese. Oh, that sounds which was really good, really good. And for ten bucks, you know it's it's theme parks. Yeah, but right, yeah. it was pretty good. I had a good time with that. This is the first Halloween ever since nine where I did not have a twisted tater because and those lines were worse than the houses. I was coming into that. I did not have a twisted tater at all this event either. And uh, look, I just want to say it, folks. I'm part of the, the twisted tater defense squad. Yeah. So is Matt. They're not that fucking good. No, get, God, yeah. get, get out of line. <laughs> Let someone else get a fucking that twisted was, I was like, I was like, yeah, that was the thing. It's like, it's like I can have this at any, fa- I can go to Old Town if I really want one faster than I can get one in this fucking yeah, line. I could literally leave yeah. and come back yeah. with a Twisted Tater. Yep. Um, look, I will get one, but Twisted Tater is the epitome of, I want something salty with yep, my beer. Right, yeah. I can hop in and grab this in about yep. two minutes not going to wait in a 45-minute line to get a Twisted Tater. First year in two decades, over two decades, I have not had a Twisted Tater. You all should be ashamed yeah. of yourself. <laughs> right. This man is wilting away in front of me. And if you, if, you, if you are listening to this and you are one of those people that threw out and half eat a Twisted Tater, doubly so. Just know I got in the garbage <laughs> and I finished it off. <laughs> um, well, no. let's, let's be honest. There's no such thing as a half-eaten Twisted Tater. For only dollars a day. You can support Matt in his twisted tater <laughs> condition. Oh. oh my! My goodness. Well, have we hit thirty? We did. All right, that is thirty, folks. Oh, so but we need to do our rankings, I guess, huh? We, we've got to do our rankings. Oh man! I, I'm just. I think we should just rank houses. How do you? I, okay, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Talk- I mean, we we both said what our favorite scare zone is, and yeah. honestly, like, there's yeah, the there's, rest are they're interchangeable, yeah. yep, you know. Yep. But um, so number 10, I'll just go ahead and start off. My number 10 was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Whoa! I didn't yeah. expect that from you. Number okay. 10. All right. My number 10 is Haunting at Hill House. Wow. And that's, that is all from just not knowing Did the subject matter. Did that change or has it been there since? It's, it's honestly, it's like, I, I, that's the one I, I also did least. I, yeah. I, I went through it. Well, it was the Barney house. You had to walk yeah, three miles yeah. to get there. I went through it the first night. There was a couple nights where I did I did the uh, all ten. So let's say like another two nights of that. Then I didn't go unless I was with somebody that was wanted to wanted do, to do everything. Yeah, yeah. I was that was the least visited house I went to. 
Like I said, I, I honestly think Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the only house I outright did not really have a great run through this. If season. that girl, which I can't remember her name, damn it, which sucks because she bought drinks a couple times too, um, that my friend uh, Tim had met, if she didn't get wrecked in that house, then maybe that would be number 10 because at least I had one really fun night in that house. That sounds like you're setting up your number nine, but <laughs> I'll go ahead. I mean, is it your number it nine? It is my, I'll say, okay, yeah, Chainsaw we'll is my just number go over nine. Texas yep. To Texas. yep, yep, yeah. Yep, that's my number nine. All right. Well, my number nine was actually Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Beetlejuice, like I said, I just, uh, I think there's been way better IP houses. And of course, that can come down to how Warner Brothers wants their character portrayed and everything like that. Yeah. But the truth is, I'm just a fan sitting here talking about what worked (laughs) for me and didn't. And uh, Beetlejuice was a bit of a disappointment. All right. Uh, number eight for me was Revenge of the Two Fairy. Really? Yes. That's surprising. Okay. Um, number eight for me is actually Beetlejuice for much of what you said too. It's like, it was, uh, you, you said it perfectly is going through a museum exhibit of Beetlejuice, a live action museum exhibit, which actually sounds like a really good idea. Revenge of the Two Fairy, I think, maybe is unfairly placed um, as far as just I had seen that house so many times. Maybe it would have been bumped up a little bit more. But the <sighs> truth is, I have more memorable runs of everything ahead of it. I'll, ta- this year. I'll tell you, I think it's position for me without revealing what it is has a lot to do with I'm trying to take in consideration light as well. Sure. I try to do that as well. Um, I just think that if given these two in front of me, which house would I most like to go back to? There's a handful of others. I'd okay. Rather. All right. Um, all right. So number seven, welcome to scary horror in the heartland. Yeah, that's mine as well. Yeah. yeah. Did I do my number eight? Yeah, I did Beetlejuice. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. Seven is scary. Scary, it, it, which is, it's kind of unfortunate because I feel like it should be higher because of how deep cut most of that house is. Um, But I think maybe that just speaks highly of what's ahead of it. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's a short house. Yeah. Um, I think factors into it. It requires... um really hitting every scene that's the other thing too yeah, yeah i mean i can't base it just on the fact that they went and did that subject matter it's it's it has to be a fun house to yeah. go through which was there was i never had a bad run but i had better runs i've actually well i no, i think you know what i'm not I, no, i'm gonna say it. i'm gonna call a spade a spade i did have bad runs in that I, i've 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 had runs to that where i felt like i saw absolutely nothing actually i feel like i've never outright had a bad run in this house but i never outright had a great run yeah. for this house either there's one unforgivable thing that i cannot stand is when you hear a repeating trigger and the character is not the character is not there and that happened more that happened at least twice. Yeah. I don't want to say more than twice, but it wouldn't surprise me. It was for HR blood and guts. Yeah. You hear, I am HR, HR blood and guts and nothing happened at the, at the, there's only closet. two triggers. I want to hear repeated. Great party. Isn't it? <laughs> Daddy. Um, those two, they're fine. Um, uh, no, the cat, the, if I want to hear <laughs> repeat, it'd be the captain Spalding intro of, uh, House <laughs> yeah. of Thousand Corpses. no, that's, that's a real good pull. <laughs> yeah. I, I might have to add that one, but no, you're, you're totally right. Yeah. As far as like the repeats. Yeah. Uh, well, number six for me was actually case files. Okay. Wow. Okay. I thought that'd be higher on your list. Number six for me is and it's so frustrating to put it here as i explained during our discussion of the house is puppet theater because i really on every level for everything we talked about good about it it should be higher but the fact that it just i just it just seemed to not click with me that second half of the season especially the second half of the house just puts it in that middle area there 
my number five was actually your number 10. Like I said, I either had great runs oh. through this or <laughs> bad runs through it, which puts it right in the middle, the Haunting of Hill House. Okay. I have some really memorable walkthroughs this. I have some really bad walkthroughs of this. Um, but at the end of the day, I love a good old spooky haunted house, and this delivered that feeling for me. So even if I didn't have a great run, I enjoyed being there. Um, so I think the safe place for me to put it um, also noting that it's very visually impressive, I, I put it at number five. Okay. Um, my number five is Tooth Fairy, and I'm sure a lot of that has to do with uh, how much I did enjoy it during light. Um, man, I, there's there's three things I really like about this. I like the the idea of it. I like, and I do I do consider it kind of extension of scary tales. Um, I like the fact that the story unfolds in front of you without necessarily being told it. And I think this facade is probably the most original facade I've ever seen in 21 years of Hard nights. Wow. That's super high uh, praise and totally warranted. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, my number four is a house that I feel like I came off a little strong on earlier, okay. despite really liking. And that is actually a and icons. Game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, I think number four is a pretty good space. That's for pretty it good space for it. Yeah. Because I did run through it pretty much every night that I was there because it did have that Pokemon element, that collect them all element that I thought was so addicting <laughs> right, and fun. Yeah. And even though I had some complaints in certain scenes, everyone's got a favorite HHN icon and being able to walk through with friends and celebrate them seeing one of their favorite characters is enough for me to recognize I ultimately had a really good time in here, even if it wasn't the Icon's house that maybe I would have built or maybe expectation-wise was what I expected. I I still think it's very fair for me to put it right up towards the top of this list. My number four, and this is the, the these these two, three, and four were tough. Number one is going to be no surprise to anyone. Two, three, and four were tough. Number four though goes to case files, and just the 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 daringness of them doing this character, this basing it around this subject, and pulling off a like I said a another slaughter cinema esque house, but based on old detective. Um. Um, paperbacks and then with that supernatural element was awesome and honestly between two three and four it could be anybody's game case files just happens to be what i put on this list right before you finish talking about your number four sure number three for me is actually puppet theater wow okay um like i said i really like this house it was very consistent and maybe while it didn't um experience a lot of growth over the event i think it started off strong it ended strong for me and i just really loved being in this world um i really love the gory uh chaos that this was (laughs) my only complaint about this is guys you had a perfect setup that first little scene where you round through and you're looking at the dead guy in the chair from the class you should have just put a scare actor in there for one night. Yeah. Because I would have fucking shit myself. <laughs> like, there is a there is a guarantee there that you would have knocked some people on their ass. Um, seriously, though, I really liked Puppet Theater. It's a gorgeous house, and I'm going to be thinking about the balcony theater scene for a really long time. Nice. Uh, my number three. Oh, wait. Oh, are you going to do? Wait, you said number three. Sorry, yeah. yeah. My number three is Icons. 
Yeah, a lot of that has to do with my history with Horror Nights. I, I really came into the event. I started before the Icon era, but I started like really just getting into going a lot and meeting people and going with friends and, and meeting people in the community during the Icon era. So that meant that that was a huge part of it. It started with the caretaker and ended with Lady Luck. There's really no better bookends for that for me. And um the story that maybe I made up in my head, maybe my head canon might not be what the story was, but I, I enjoyed that a lot. So, uh, yeah, icons was, uh, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed every run through that one. Matt, I'm interested. There's two more houses that we haven't talked about so far. I wonder if we're going to match up here or if I don't think we are. (laughs) Um, I I think we're going to be one apart. Uh, well, I guess that's the only way we can be, but uh, my number two is actually the bride of Frankenstein lives. Um, I think it's incredibly creative to do a sequel to one of the most beloved movies of all time as a haunted house. Mm. And that spin on it underneath the HHN, uh, guys, I, I just think is is beautiful. It was a gorgeous house. I love the narrative element to it. And it is one that, even though I had seen it dozens and dozens of times by the end of HHN Light, I still looked forward to going through. And despite some weaker runs through the middle of the event, it finished strong, it started strong, and all those great runs during HHN Light, I'm taking into consideration. <laughs> nice. No, yeah, we do differ here. Number two is Wicked Growth, and I mean, <laughs> Wick, I mean, if my like I said, my number one's no surprise. But how could my number two be anything about Wicked Growth? It's Halloween, it's pumpkins, it's like I said, I I I, I didn't even consider this until this conversation. I think it's the story of the spirit of Halloween. Sure. Period. And uh, for those exact reasons, that's why Wicked Grove is my number one. Uh, Wicked Grove just encapsulates everything I love about the holiday. It's got that traditional aspect of it. It's got that scary element, and it's got Halloween Horror Nights um, talent behind it. It's a beautifully creative house that if they were to bring back every single year as a bonus house or whatever, I would accept with open arms and go to willingly. It's cracked my, uh, let's just say, top five for right now. We'll see where it ends up in the next year or so. <laughs> maybe, maybe by HHN I can make a final decision here, but Wicked Growth, number nice. one. Well, mine, I mean, from the get-go, as Bright of Frankenstein lives, I mean, you take, you, you take a character and, and make a you, – you, you make a new story with the Universal Monsters almost 100 years later. I mean, it was, what, 1935 Ride came out, so it's – last year was so 14 years short of a hundred years over nine, 90, almost 90 years later, you make a sequel to it that fits in with everything, you know, about everything in this story. That is like just genius. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the, I think the biggest takeaway of this is something I said on, um, the, um, uh, episode that we did at the first time I saw this house is that Bride of Frankenstein has always been my favorite Universal monster, and I've always felt I've needed to def- defend why. I think this justifies my defense of that all those years. I think this story, even though this story, you know, is not part of that original, this finally justifies the fact that she's my favorite Universal monster. No, totally. Um, and honestly, I feel. Like, this is something that Universal, you have a gold mine. Please yeah. make a movie of this. <laughs> exactly. Like, I would yeah. love to see it. Yep. It doesn't even have to be the sequel to The Bride of Frankenstein officially. Just do this version of The Bride. Yeah. I, I want to see more of her. 
And um, something we didn't even mention, but this house is especially notable just for its uh, diverse casting as well, which yeah, I thought yeah. was amazing. It was yeah. awesome to see that. Um, but yeah, The Bride of Frankenstein totally deserves it. I mean, we can't argue with one and two here. No, no. Easy. No. <laughs> yep. Well, uh. folks, <laughs> welcome back to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We know it's been a long time coming, but we really appreciate you all showing back up and being here. And whether you agreed or disagreed with most of our opinions, we're just glad that you're here. Um, And we hope you stick around for the new era of Catacombs that we are approaching. We're really excited for it. Um, We'll be covering Halloween Horror Nights and Halloween Horror Nights adjacent for (laughs) quite a while (laughs) to come. And uh, just remember... If you're tired of us, imagine how we feel. <laughs> we're tired of us, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think we're going on over two hours at this point. Yep, yep. I think it'll be about that by the time we uh, edit out our breaks. Yep. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead. Um, just closing thoughts, and we'll get up and going. So, Matt, obviously, people, if they want to keep up with uh, all the latest stuff going on with the network. <laughs> That's the thing, man. Yeah, it's uh, – I'm not – I'm not in uh, on social media too much anymore these days. I found it was a better way for me to just spend my days not being on social media and not raise your blood pressure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't want to get into any specifics, but uh, just there, there, there is no story actually. If anyone's looking for any kind of juice, it's not that. I just didn't enjoy. Tell me what happened. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't enjoy what I was seeing, didn't enjoy what I was reading, and it was adding nothing to my life. So I was like, let me take a break for a while, and lo and behold, wow, what what an improvement it made in my life. So I've kind of been off social media. Um, Diazaz, the Twitter account, it's run by me and my creative partner, Dave, and he's kind of the same mind, but I... I assume once all said and done and the season really ramps up, I'll probably be back to uh, get in touch with people. But really, the only way to find out what I'm doing is go to neozaz.com and look for any shows that I'm doing. And that's made me a happy person. That's how it's going to stay for a while. That's, you know, sometimes you got to take care of yourself first. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and say this. Just so you know, folks, there's not like a set... Uh, game plan as far as like recording no, um no. we will be consistent but don't 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 expect something every week please don't think we, we dropped <laughs> off the face of the planet again but you should get something at least once a month especially with an so. out yeah I think that's you're good, probably that's looking at one to two yeah, times yeah. a month and we'll we'll keep doing fun stuff because the truth is if we do four times a week we're gonna run out of material really fucking fast <laughs> so true, like yep. but uh hopefully these three episodes are keeping you company don't burn through them in one work day like you could <laughs> um but yeah if you want to keep up with me the best place to do that is on twitter you can find me at diz vincent price that's d-i-s vincent price and once again just thank you so much for listening to the catacombs of halloween horror nights whether you're new or old welcome and welcome back we couldn't be more excited to be here but for now i just want you to take away one little tidbit and uh just just remember this okay whenever you're having a bad day i just want you to uh stick this in your little pocket your purse your wallet whatever you got and uh save it for a rainy day Right, you, you listening? He grows Halloween! Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz internet entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. 
The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Newsaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash newsaz. Thanks for listening.